Welcome back to Let's Get Haunted with your hosts, Nat Strawn and Allie. Welcome back, guys, to Listener Stories number 17. This is, this is really exciting. I love Listener Story episodes. And this is our final Listener Stories of the year. Yeah, you guys, we can just fucking be feral. We can say whatever the fuck we want. Fuck Santa. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> It is Santa season. Okay. Canceled. No Santa season, only Krampus season. Santa's canceled because he discriminates between the fortunate and less fortunate children. And who would do that? That's true. I think that's really fucked up, too. He should be giving all of his presents to the fortunate. <laughs> <laughs> Of this very beautiful listener story episode is sponsored by Manscaped. Santa baby, it must be a holiday miracle. Because the sponsors of today's show Manscaped are stuffing your stockings with everything the man in your life could ask for. Spice up his stocking with gifts he'll actually use and something you can enjoy too, ladies and gents. If you don't believe in Santa, you better believe in this. Manscaped has changed 7 million men for the better. Get 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com with the code Let's Get Haunted. And you might be asking yourself, what am I going to get the man, woman, or person in my life this holiday season? Uh, you need to get them Manscaped products. I think you need to get them none other than the Performance Package 4.0, which is definitely at the top of their wish list this year. Inside that Performance Package 4.0, you're going to find the Lawnmower Body Trimmer. The dare I say best fucking trimmer on the market for their balls, back, chest, the list goes on. And also the Weed Whacker, which is an ear and nose hair trimmer. Um, I have always wanted to get one of these personal story. When I saw that movie... Uh, what is the movie where the man turns into the high school girl? Oh, oh, it's um the guy, uh, Rob Schneider is a carrot. It's the hot chick. There is a scene in which Rob Schneider is wearing the hot chick's clothes. It's like, you know, he's wearing teenage girl uh, pajamas and he's looking in his mirror and his like beer, hairy beer belly is hanging out. And he's like, oh my God, what the hell? Like, uh. And he grabs her like ha- nose hair trimmer and he puts it in his nose and like all of his like old man, like snarly nose hair just goes all over the <laughs> sink. And um, her friend is there and she's like, ew. And uh, I have always, for some reason, that would just become a core memory for me. And I have always fantasized about putting one of those things in my nose and seeing what came out. And now I can do that with the Weed Whacker. Also, the Crop Preserver, which is a ball deodorant, and the Crop Reviver, which is ball toner. Because after you get your crops preserved, you need to also revive them. I agree. And you know, I really feel like ball hygiene products have been historically lacking in the marketplace because there are lots of hygiene products for people with vaginas and very few Mm -hmm. for the balls. I think the balls deserve more love because the balls are like the tits of the penis. And I think that... I think that everyone deserves some deodorant and some toner to keep that shit looking and feeling just like supple and round. 
And no matter the right. the uh, no matter what's going on around you in the world, you can always rely on your balls looking and smelling nice if you go to manscaped.com yeah. and buy these products. Now you're getting yourself a deal with the performance package. Mm -hmm. If you order now, you will receive two free gifts the manscaped boxers and the shed travel bag now as a woman sometimes i'm like what am i going to get this guy men uh sorry to break it to you you're kind of hard to buy for because of how simple your minds are and so it's like okay i don't want to get like what do they do what do men do they drive their car well, let me get him a, a golf ball yes do you want a golf ball do you want um a glass of water that you don't put away like what the fuck yeah. do you want <laughs> do you want some dirty dishes that you left in the sink for five years <laughs> or do you want uh, a nine iron I don't know what a nine iron iron is or what it even looks like. So to make things simple for me, because perhaps I am also simple minded, I am going to get my man this year, the performance package, because you know what men always need? New boxers, because they wear the same fucking pair of boxers with the same hole in the dick area right. and the ass area. And they <laughs> never ever trade it out. Like the <laughs> elastic is like stretched out. It's half falling off their bodies. Right. Then you go on, oh my God, can I tell a personal story? One time I went on, a vacation with a different man that I was dating and we were Ooh. going to a really fucking nice hotel it was for someone's wedding and he was in the wedding party so like the bride and groom had gotten these really nice hotel rooms for everyone we show up there let me tell you this man shoved all of his items including his tuxedo into a fucking trash bag we show up into the <laughs> lobby of this really nice hotel and he immediately drops by accident as he's fumbling for his wallet. All this trash bag full of fucking gross ass <laughs> underwear, tuxedo that's all crumpled up, like a toothbrush and loose toothpaste, like drops it in the lobby and it just explodes everywhere. And it was so fucking embarrassing because now like the oh holy underwear is like across the way. I like ran, I'm picking up everything <laughs> as he's like trying to give his ID to the person at this super fucking nice hotel. Now, let me tell you how you can avoid the embarrassment that I felt in that moment. You can get your man the shed travel bag for Christmas this year. That is absolutely right, you guys. So head to manscaped.com right now. Enter the code Let's Get Haunted at checkout and get your 20% off. Uh, you need to do this for yourself. And also, any company that is changing 7 million men for the better, we need to support that, like, no matter what. I agree. And I also just want to point out, if you're looking for some good stocking stuffers this year, you don't have to splurge on the performance package that has all of those items included. You can also buy just the little tiny stocking stuffers for example mm -hmm. the manscaped ultra smooth kit the manscaped signature body wash plus two-in-one shampoo uh the shears 2.0 luxury four-piece nail kit the crop mops ball wipes and the manscaped's mm -hmm. new perseverance cologne now all of okay these... the fucking ball wipes <laughs> okay but how convenient <laughs> would that be you know what you guys whether or not you want these products if or not if you listen to this podcast imagine how funny it's gonna be like imagine a friend that you guys both listen to this podcast you get you, you get your friend for christmas they they're like oh my god you got me like a little gift for christmas i didn't get you anything and you're like no no, don't worry about it just open it they open it up and it's a fucking 
ball wipes. Ball wipes. From Manscaped. <laughs> or and honestly, any of them. If it's the Lawnmower 4.0, I think they're literally just going to start cracking up and be like, wow, the yeah. Lawnmower 4.0. How did you know what I wanted? So at this point, the Lawnmower 4.0 is like a cryptid. Yeah. Like we've talked about it so much. <laughs> it's kind of mysterious. It's kind of elusive. You got to get it for your haunty friends. Yes, you do. You guys. So do it. Manscaped.com. Let's get haunted. Let's go. And you know what else um, you can use ball wipes for? Even if you don't have balls, um, you can use it for post-coitus cleanup because we all need some type of wipe in our life that doesn't leave a residue on those sensitive parts after having relations. And you know what else? All of these formulations are vegan, cruelty-free, dye-free, sulfate-free, and paraben-free. So you know that even people with sensitive skin, like myself, I break out in hives when I put sunscreen on. This stuff is not gonna do that probably mm -hmm. because it's free from all of those things that can cause skin irritation. Right, you guys heard it from Melissa. After a long day, <laughs> after a long day of coitusing, you got stuff on your face. You can use the ball wipes to get that interesting things off your face and it won't make you break out. Face? Genitalia? I don't know what you people are doing in your spare time. Some people, maybe it's on the wall and you gotta wipe it off the wall. Guess what? You can get the ball wipes. They are versatile. They are vegan. They are cruelty-free and dye-free. You can clean up feeling good about yourself. You guys, that's not an option. If you have cum on your walls, you must clean that up, okay? It is not optional. <laughs> Whether this is for your partner, dad, brother, or friend, get them something that they will actually use, and it's almost sure to get a laugh. After all, who doesn't like opening ball deodorant on Christmas? That's true. Get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com with code Let's Get Haunted. Cheers to rocking the best gifts of all this season. A gift for him, but really a gift for you. XOXO Manscaped. Mmm. Mmm. And now back to your regularly scheduled haunting. Ho, 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 ho. Okay, Natalia, we never got a chance to talk about this earlier in the year because I just forgot. But do you remember back on episode 123 when we covered um, that shipwreck story, the SS Kamloops? Oh, yeah, that soap guy? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So I never got a chance to tell you, but when... I yeah, that, was that floating soap cadaver thing. Wait, yeah, actually, can you go ahead and Old give a recap? Yeah, so long story short, there's this really big lake. It's called Lake Superior. Actually, that's making the story too long. You guys, <laughs> <laughs> uh, there was a boat that sank in really cold water. And uh, if you go down and dive it now, there's like literally a corpse that's two corpses that are down there. And uh, their fat has been turned into like a soapy like like material it's called soapification if i yeah, remember saponification oh yeah which sounds like a red hot chili peppers album you know saponification <laughs> like i don't even know what he's saying he's like old man sits in a wheel and roll and the well is long and broken or something oh wow um, i didn't even know those lyrics no they're not those are just fake lyrics because oh, i realized oh. if i just do wow, the sound so convincing okay wait but speaking of fake lyrics uh, did you see that TikTok? I was laughing so hard. I was kind of high last night, but I was laughing <laughs> so hard. It's like this kid that's imitating um, David Bowie. Have you seen that little old man buckling both his shoes? Mother can't contain herself when the vicar wears his stripy trousers. 
Look at me in the sweet tea shop, custard creams and treacle tarts. <laughs> anyway, I was laughing really hard. That is funny and it's very accurate. Yes. Yeah. But okay, but back to what I was going to say about the SS camp loops. Oh, no, I was going to say. Sorry, oh, guys. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. You guys, some backstory. It's really early. We're Very early. Alyssa, literally, I got here and I was like, hey, I'm parking. And I was like, ooh, I'm here right on time. Like, this is perfect because usually I'm like late. And this time I'm going to go in there and it's going to be like, you know, really professional. And she was like, oh, shit. I like didn't wake up. Sorry. Uh, I'm putting clothes on. I'm coming down. And it makes sense if you were high last night. Yeah. So. No, no, no. But the other problem is I bought. Have you ever heard of a hatch sound machine? It's like for babies, but now they make them for adults. Oh, it's like a fan inside that makes like a noise canceling sound. It's like, shh. It's honestly, you know what it is. It, they just marketed it really well. It's just a Bluetooth speaker. But it ha- comes with an app and you can like listen to different white noise settings. And then it also has this option for an alarm clock in the morning. And it's what it's supposed to do mm-hmm. is you set the time that you want it to wake you up. It wakes you up with this tranquil, serene noise of little birds chirping. And then the Bluetooth speaker also has a light on it. And it slowly, slowly imitates a sunrise. sunrise and yeah. I was like, wow, how pleasant. Because normally when I wake up, my <coughs> alarm clock is... Yeah, <coughs> <coughs> and then I just literally launch myself out yeah. of bed. I don't even brush my teeth some mornings if I'm like running late. I'll just yeah. take my toothbrush to work with me. And I just like just run down the stairs like with sleep in my eyes and I like launch myself into my truck I'll like go in pajamas some days if I'm late like I'll sometimes I'll sleep in work clothes if I want to sleep in more yeah and then I'll like on my drive I'm like throwing my hair into a bun and like putting up like slapping sunscreen on my face and it's really it's really just the worst way ever to wake up is my point and I'm like wow that really sets the tone for the rest of my day so I was like you know what I'm gonna try this morning to have a little nice hatch uh sunrise bird chirp wake up session Mm -hmm. so this is gonna be great I set it for 5 a.m because I wanted to be able to work on my episode for today for a little bit Mm -hmm. and then it just never went off. So at 7 a.m., it's like my body knew. It was like a self-sabotage. My body's like, Haha, we're not going to wake you up naturally before you need to get up. We're going to wake you up right when you're supposed to be there. Ooh. So I woke up. I look at the hatch. It's still playing white noise. The alarm never went off. And it says 7 a.m. on the dot. And then that's when I texted you. You know, actually, I had the best alarm system. So when I used to teach Pilates, I would teach the 6 a.m. class. And I would have to leave my house at 5.30 so I could be there at 5.45. Um, now, I was in my early 20s at this time. This was really fucking blue because I like to go out when and partake in festivities with my friends yes. on Saturday Eve. Yet on Sunday morn... I was punished, right? So I I got these things that are like hue lights and you get a app. You can either put them um, like as light bulbs in your lights or whatever, uh, or you can have buy like separate lights and stuff that plug into the fucking wall. Anyways, I had these bitches all over my room. So that shit was like a kaleidoscope and you set an alarm and it literally lights up your entire room. Like That's what this app is supposed to do. Yeah, like imagine a sound system, but instead of sound, it's light. So it's like, you know, I had like five bulbs in my room. So it was like a symphony of visual effect. 
And it got to the point where, and it was, yeah, it's way better for your brain to wake up that way because you like slowly come out of your sleep right. rather than just being like, jolted awake. And as we know, or maybe we didn't know, your like sleep cycles, if you fuck it up, like if you wake up 30 minutes too late or 30 minutes too early, like in the wrong sleep cycle, you can be super groggy for like another hour or you can wake up rested. So it's really important. Um, look it up, look up the science. And aren't you glad with that we told you five different stories while trying to tell you guys <laughs> the Kamloops <laughs> recap. But that's okay. That's what this podcast is about. Okay, so back to the Kamloops because I'm very <laughs> excited about this. So Curtis Lar came on our show. He is a scuba diver. He scuba dives oceans, lakes, and mine pits. There's all these like no. abandoned mine pits throughout um, like Wisconsin and so, Michigan and and they're filled with water. They're just like these old dude, uranium no. mine pits and then they're filled with water. Do or I not talk about how that is the like worst scuba diving thing you can do frequently? Like cave diving, small enclosed spaces. That's how people die scuba diving. Yes. That is it. Yes. Okay. And he, so he came on our show. He was really cool. He talked to me for like an hour. I had told him, I was like, when I'm like asking people to be interviewed, I always hook them in with like, it could be as long or as short as you want. Like whatever is up to your schedule. Right. Like, like 15 minutes, 30 minutes, like that's the average, which is true. That is the average time of that I'll like normally have an yeah. interview. But he was so cool. He set aside an hour of his day. He came on the show for an entire hour. I ended up, we talked about so much bullshit that I ended up cutting it down to like 35 minutes or mm -hmm. something. But he also in that interview had mentioned to me because I was talking about the lore of old Whitey and like, why does nobody post pictures of his face? Like, does he even have a face? Like I've read conflicting reports and he debunked everything for me and was like, oh, yeah, my, my buddy took a video of the entire corpse of old Whitey, like <gasps> really got in there and took an entire video. And I was like, hey, I would love to see that. But I also understand, like, if that's taboo and you can't show me. And he was like, let me ask my friend after we did the interview, after the episode already went up. He reached out to me and was like, so my friend says I can send it to you, but that um, he doesn't want you to post it anywhere publicly because it is so controversial. But maybe this will like put to rest some of the like confusion in, in the different accounts. Oh, you guys heard it here first. We're going to get to see this video. and We can describe it to you in detail and you can use your imaginations to see what the world has never seen before. Literally, it's so fucking cool. Thank you, Curtis. Yeah. I hope, also, I hope that uh, you guys have gone to his YouTube channel and have like commented on his video because otherwise he just gave me like all this dope information with no return. Hey, and Freedom of Information Act. This is America. Yeah. <laughs> So, okay, let me load this because he sent me a short video clip and he also sent me a still image of Whitey's head. His head is there. You know how you like randomly get dick pics from like weird ex-employees? Yeah. Next time they do it, you have the perfect thing to send back to them. I don't want them to have this golden information. <laughs> I can Shit. just imagine them like they're seeing this like grainy, weird, obviously like dark thing that's filmed with like a flashlight. And they're probably thinking like, oh, my God, I'm about to see like <laughs> some some secrets, you and know, it's just a and soapy it's <laughs> fucking skull with no eyes. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. Okay. I okay. finally got the video loaded. Oh, wow. Wow. This is super crystal clear. Oh, my God. Okay, I'm just going to... I'm seeing this video right now, but I'm just going to take it in and then describe it to you guys because I just need to take it in. I don't get that. Is that his feet or his... These are his legs. Yeah, his That's, legs. And he's facing down, facing the other way. It's his torso. And then his head is behind him on, like... So it's this ledge because the ship is sideways. Yeah. So hold on. I'll pause it. 
Okay, I see it. And he's facing down. Yes, he's facing to the side. Okay, guys. So I want you guys to picture it's literally like a white bar of soap that someone's carved um, a human head uh, and shoulders and legs and all of that. But then they just like didn't divide the legs up. So it's almost just like bar of soap with like a head and you can vaguely see where like shoulders were the head is super well defined but the soapification process or whatever the fuck it's called it's really distorted the body so like yeah it 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 literally looks like if you took okay if you gave like a three-year-old a bar of soap and we're like make it into a person yeah they'd be like oh perfect and then there you go and well but what's interesting too is that so in the interview, I asked him, I was like, oh, is it just a skull or like is there hair or like whatever? Because saponification, the whole point is that like your skin fat like kind of goes mm-hmm. through this process that turns into like a soapy wax substance yeah. that then a man tries to make a candle out of if anyone right. remembers that episode. Yeah. And he was like, honestly, I think it's just a skull. OK, so then he sent me a screenshot of the head and then a crystal clear fucking video. No, the ear is there. The ear is attached still. And I pointed that out to him and he was like, oh, my God, you're right. I didn't even notice the ear is still there. And so I was messaging with him back and forth about it. And I was like, "Okay, well, I guess the only like sort of part of the mystery that's left Mm -hmm. is to know whether or not he has his wedding ring attached, because that was something that people had said, oh, yeah, you can shake Whitey's hand and oh, he has his wedding ring on. And then other accounts were like the hands fell off years ago. They're not even there anymore. And so. I was like, yeah, I guess that's the last thing is you need to dive down there and like tell us he's going back in August and he's going to tell us <gasps> he's going back down there in August. Yeah. And he's going to look and he's going to see if he can see hands or not, because in that video, you can't tell. And he's going to if he does see hands, he's going to look and see if he can see a wedding ring. OK, this is definitely too much to ask, but I think we should send him an enamel pin and see if he'll pin it to his uh, to like- Whitey. No, not no. to Whitey. Oh, my God. Oh I was my like, God. Natalia, no. Oh, my God. You fucking psychopath. No, I thought you were being a psycho. No, I was going to tell him he could to uh, pin the thing to his wetsuit, and then he can take, like, a, a selfie oh, in the yeah. cam loops. Okay. Actually, that's a great idea. Well, I'm tra- traumatized <laughs> by the previous thought. I was like, Natalia, I don't think that's even possible. I think he's just soap. <laughs> I don't think you could pin anything to a soap Oh, you man. definitely could. That's like the perfect material to pin to. That's true. But we digress. We digress. But anyway, you guys, what other podcast is bringing you the facts that nobody else knows? And also, I looked it up. Certainly not any sponsored ones. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I also looked it up. And this ship has only been dived on 50 times, at least with the permit. Wow, that and he ship, and he's done ten of them. That ship has been ran through. No, that's nothing. <laughs> Are you kidding? That ship sank in 1928. I just wanted to say that to elude that that. Yeah, ship that has been ran slutty. through. Well, yeah, it has been ran through because it sank. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's funny broken. It got thought. ran through by a rock. There's lots of opportunities to say funny things here. I'm too tired, and that's I was true. trying. No, you did great. <laughs> you did great. But I'm just like I. I'm just like so fucking cool it's so cool it is really cool you know what i would be really interested if curtis would like um yeah would like you know what 
I'm not even going to give him an option. I'm just going to send him the enamel pins. Yeah. And just be like, thank you so much. Wow, you're so brave. Oh, wow, brave. (laughs) (laughs) And then he's like, I'm never talking to you guys again. You're too condescending. No, but it was fucking cool. Thank you, Curtis, if you're listening to this. He now follows us. um, He now follows the podcast. So on the off chance that he does listen to this episode. How did you get a hold of him? Um, I was looking at Kamloops vlogs on YouTube and there aren't that many because like I said, in yeah, since since the time it sank, there's only been 50 dives on niche. it in like 75 years or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. And so there were only like three vlogs where people actually go into the Kamloops and he was one of them. So I commented on his video and I was like, hey, is there a chance like you would want to come on the show? Uh, blah, blah, blah. And I commented from the Let's Get Haunted account. That way he could click on it and see that I'm not like well, I am crazy, but like that, I'm not like making it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then he reached out almost immediately, which was awesome. And then I immediately reached back out and I was like, can you get on a Zoom call like now? <gasps> and then he did it. Oh my God, I love. I know, I love it. Curtis, you're a real one. He's um, a fucking real one. Yeah, that's fucking badass. Does he live in like Canada? He lives, uh, he said, I don't remember. I want to say he lives in Michigan. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. I want to say he lives in Michigan. Um, and he mostly dives Lake Superior, Lake Michigan, and Lake Huron. But he also goes to the Caribbean in the summertime. Oh, perfect. See, I'm down for a little Caribbean dive. Look, Curtis, how about you just teach us yeah. how to do this diving shit? Right. I just look, I want to see some clownfish. Some uh, uh, anemas, yeah. whatever those are called. <laughs> Some enemas. Yeah. <laughs> Anemones. Anemones. And we'll just keep it real casual. We'll keep it real cash, Curtis. <laughs> Invite us. Teach us your ways. Take us down to old whitey. I'm old whitey. When I pass out from my fear of submechanophobia, I drag my body back to the surface. I feel like there was one other thing I wanted to say about that episode. Was it about the lawnmower 4.0? <laughs> the lawnmower. 4.0. If you're not soapified, you can use it. I guess that's it. I guess um, I'm trying to think if he cleared anything. Oh, okay. This is the last thing because I cut it out of the interview, but Good. I think maybe our listeners might like it. And since this is a listener story episode, I assume only haunties are listening. Yeah. So I was talking to him about submechanophobia for a bit. I was showing him some of the pictures of like statues under the water and stuff. And he was like, oh yeah. I showed him the one. There's this really famous one of Jason from from the mass Friday the 13th yeah Yeah. and some guy I'm sure you've seen that picture right some guy like put Jason at the bottom of a lake I haven't seen it but I can picture it okay so he told me he was like oh no no we put that down there (gasps) he was like me and my friend we put that down there like he said it's really common for divers like recreational divers who like do it a lot to just like hide little easter eggs like down in different areas for other divers to find and he said he's like i don't know why it went viral saying that it was at like camp crystal lake he's like it's not there it's at it's at the bottom of one of the mine shafts and he was like it's my video that went viral (gasps) but nobody ever credits me he said he went down there with his buddy they set it up he filmed it they like swam around it, filmed it, whatever. He uploaded it to the internet. I don't know what platform I didn't ask. And it went viral and has been like reposted a billion times. And people have started reposting it saying, oh, it's at the bottom of the real Crystal Lake. Because in the movie Friday the 13th, it's at Camp oh, Crystal right. Lake. And he's like, it's not there. It's at the bottom of a, of one of these flooded mine shafts. Well, Curtis, that's why you, you're not getting credit. Because you're not sticking to the story that works for right. going viral. But isn't that <laughs> fucking badass? One of the most like badass. prominent submechanophobia images 
uh-huh. is something that he had a hand in. And you found out that you have a fear that is submechanophobia. And that is how this guy and you are flirting. Is like he's like, hey, he had, look, you know, like, I have a podcast to share, the, scare the shit out of myself because it makes me feel alive. And he's like, look, I did something that scares you, right? Right. He had big dick energy. I will be honest <laughs> with you guys. But also, I'm not sure if he's married, and he is much older because his email address said 1975. Hell yeah. Maybe he just likes the band, the 1975. You know, that didn't occur to me. I mean, if he's into like weird, I'm not going to say weird. If he, Yeah, no. If he's into like uh, going down to like weird shipwrecks, you know, he yeah. like might be kind of a hipster. That's true. That's true. Curtis, if you're listening to this, what's up? Yeah. Yeah. Send us a yeah. coffee. Send us, send us Here's some- what I'm going to do. Curtis, you're an honorary uh, LGH member now, and we're going to send you out to go investigate in the real world. So next time we learn about a haunted, flooded mine shaft, we're going to send you. That's the other thing. I, 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 I gave like him a mission. Yeah, I feel like he wouldn't object at all. No, I gave him a mission. I said, here, I sent him the script for the Black Diver episode, <gasps> and I was like, hey, um, have you ever heard of this? And he was like, honestly, I haven't, but it sounds a lot like nitrogen narcosis. Right. And then I included a clip in the interview where he talks about nitrogen narcosis, but I cut out the part about the black diver, I think. I don't remember if I kept it in. But he later, he was like, oh, yeah, thank you for the script. Like, um, I'm going to, like, ask my dive buddies because he goes diving like once a week with like this group of oh. recreational divers. Wow. And so he's like, I'm going to start asking people if they've ever heard of this. Um, so maybe we can even crack the urban legend. Wow. Yeah, they're going to be like, oh, yeah, the black carpet. I rode that thing last week. (laughs) Anyway, so those are um, just some little behind the scenes tidbits. Well, those are really exciting. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And I'm sorry, you guys, it took so long for me to mention it, but I did want to wait for a listener story episode. And then I just forgot last listener story episode. I just forgot to mention it. That's really exciting. That's really cool. Thank you. Yeah. So I was very excited anytime that we have like exclusive information and maybe it's not exclusive. Maybe somebody else already knew this, but I certainly couldn't find it online. Right. Um, Oh, somebody left a comment on our subreddit and they were like, I feel like this podcast has more research than my dissertation. And I was like, that is so true. Like, too bad we're not in college now and majoring in paranormal studies. I was, as I was driving, listening, like, as I was driving to the office this morning, really early, right? I, like, put on a podcast that was like, I'm researching my next topic. So I'm looking up, like, historical things. And then all last night, I was up till 3 a.m., like, looking up ancient Rome, ancient Rome artifacts. Like, did you know that ancient Rome had a secret police? Like, Illuminati. Like, what? Da, da, da. yeah, like all this shit. And I just got so excited. And then I'm like, I end up, I'm on Etsy looking at like ancient coins that are for sale. You know what I mean? Right. And I'm like, I really love history and like haunted history and I wish I had known more about myself when I was younger like in high school or in college I would have like totally loved to be a professor or majored in history or something exactly and like be out there like just you know with like an old musty can of coffee like speaking to students about like the French Revolution and like how there's decapitated heads that are down in the catacombs you know and they'd be like Miss, you know, Professor Strawn's tests seem kind of weird compared to the other <laughs> history. She's just making us listen to her podcast. Yeah, exactly. It's like she spends a lot of time talking about, you know, uh, a woman who lived on a street that supposedly had a devil there and like not a lot of time talking about like the historical ramifications of changing from a monarchy to a people's <laughs> republic, you know? <laughs> but there's still time to tell you. You, yeah. could, you know what? You should start a paranormal studies program at 
the college we went to. I think you have to help me do it because as we know from working together, I can't organize things. You're so good at forms. You know what? (laughs) That's all I'm good at is forms and paperwork. So this is what we do. We combine our powers Mm -hmm. of forms and paperwork and pure energy. Right. We come together and then we teach people about things that they don't want to know about. And we probably get a lot of complaints against us mm-hmm. because I'm sure right. the morality of showing you a film of a dead guy's head that's soapified well, that's is why in debate. It's like an art installation, right? Like you come to this class and it's me and Alyssa just cracked out talking to each <laughs> other. We haven't slept in weeks. We're shaking. Yeah. Just like drinking a, like giant espressos from a thermos. Yeah. And behind us, there's like a PowerPoint presentation that's just a bunch of google links (laughs) and uh maybe like we interview someone who says they've been there yeah and you just come and you witness it and you take what you take from it you know what also speaking of this we need to write a book we need to write a book and each chapter is one of our episodes oh we do and we can go even more in depth we could travel to places we could take pictures that way there's no like copywritten info in there we do we need to do it we need a fucking Netflix show that's like episodic of us going to different places. Yes. I've been saying this for fucking years, like Anthony Bourdain, except it's haunted. How do we make that happen? I think we have to make a sizzle reel and we have to and like just do it. Pitch it to. Yeah. I feel like we have to have more following on YouTube or something like that. Like we kind of have to prove ourselves and that's the hard part. Well, OK, I thought that our because our following on YouTube is very modest because we only have two vlogs and a handful of episodes up there. But. When I reached out to Curtis, he was like, oh, yeah, I clicked on your YouTube and I realized you guys are like legit. And then I con- I contacted you and he has more followers than us on YouTube. So we must like look pretty professional yeah. on our channel, yeah. which is good. It's good to know that that's from an outside perspective <laughs> that somebody thinks we look but can, professional. But can we trust the person who goes and risks their lives to put a Freddy statue down a mine well, shaft? This is true. For a joke, I know not the answer, (laughs) Natalia. All I know is that it is submechanophobia and gives me the creeps. Can I just say I'm so happy to be here with you guys today. This is like, you know, this is just I really like this podcast. I'm glad we all come together. And I realized a long time ago that you guys don't really care if it were good or not for some reason, because I've listened to other podcasts that cover the same stuff as ours. And theirs is like a lot more put together. I think at this point, people just like it's like uh What's that Napoleon syndrome? Like where you're just like, you like your captors? Oh, oh, you mean, uh, uh, oh my God. Hold on, hold on. It's no, on Napoleon syndrome is where, where you're short. Stockholm, Stockholm syndrome. Okay, yeah. It doesn't start with an H, but the word home <laughs> is in it. Stockholm yeah, syndrome. Yeah, it's like Stockholm syndrome where someone listened to this podcast once and they were like, this is fucking stupid, but I'm on a long drive or I have to go to work and this is helping pass the time. And now we're here and we're all together. And so thank you guys. Yes, thank you very much, Haunties. And as the season comes to a close, I just want to say we're so thankful and grateful. We have such a fun time doing this podcast. Mm-hmm. We get to learn about shit that we would never normally learn about. And this is all stuff. I think we've said this before, but this is all stuff that we would be Googling at 3 a.m. on oh, Reddit yeah. anyway. Mm-hmm. But the fact that we have a platform that allows us to reach out to people who have been places and experts and stuff like that is way cooler because if I was just a regular random person and then I reached out to people nobody would respond yeah exactly um and if they did I would question their motives yeah yeah. 
But yeah, we're super excited. I uh, should we open some of this fan mail? Yeah, now? let's open fan mail. The first one is a card. Oh my god, amazing! Look at this. It's yes. it's uh, one of those. What is what do you call this? Is it a graduation announcement? A graduation announcement. We asked people for their graduation announcements a few listener stories ago, and this ha- wow, this is incredible. Yeah, it's like one of those. Okay, it says it's for Sarah, and it's like one of those '80s style, like you know, glamour shots with like the face up in the corner. Um, and it says, "Join us in congratulating Sarah on her graduation from the Department of French." francophone and italian studies and the center for global and international studies at the university of kansas very very cool congratulations sarah that is amazing there's also a handwritten card here it says dear ali and nat i was listening to listener stories number 14 when nat mentioned sending hilarious awkward photos on graduation announcements i graduated in 2018 but i have so many extra of my invitation that in my opinion we're so fucking funny and underrated. <laughs> so here you go. Please put me on the wall. Oh, yeah, you're going on the wall right now. I love the pod, but I'll never learn my lesson to avoid listening at night. My first offense was laying in bed listening to the sleep paralysis oh. episode and getting so scared that I had to get out of bed, turn on every light in my apartment, and eat a piece of fruit to reset to a normal, <laughs> not haunted evening. <laughs> I never finished listening to that episode, but I promise I have listened and re-listened to enough episodes to make up for it. Shout out to the Lake Lanier episode. Thank you all for all that you do. Love, Sarah. Sarah, thank you so much. I am putting you on the wall as we speak. Sarah, that is so real. When you, like, freak yourself out late at night and then you just have to get out of bed and, like, walk around, like, do just, like, a lap around your house and, like, drink some water and eat a slice of fruit. Just, like, do anything to, like, stimulate yourself to be, like, not thinking about the haunted shit you've put yourself through. I can relate to that. Yes. Also... Uh, I see you graduated from University of Kansas. Apparently, I have like distant cousins in Sterling, Kansas. Do you know where that is, Sarah? Sarah? I'm going to answer for her. Yes. Yes. Sarah, tell she me. She is your cousin. That would be, hey, we look similar. I mean, there's a hair color similarity. Yeah, you guys both have faces. Whoa, Sarah. (laughs) Hey, cousin. This next one comes from John T. Dear Allie and Nat, I am John from episode 55, also episode 60 and a half when I sent you the pendant bracelet and pendant beads. Oh, my God. I have made new items and I am sending these to you guys to send to donors. I won't tell you how much to send these out for. You do you. Everything places a white light barrier around you, plus whatever is on the mini notes. Barrier covers three feet around. As you said in episode 110 and a half to send you guys some crystals, here you go. The example pendant just displays how to wear the plain bead pendants. Much love, John. P.S. All metals are stainless steel. Ooh, I'm ready for some jewelry. Ooh, Ooh, super cool. Oh my gosh, yes. There's like a, oh my God, these are cool. This is like something straight out of Game of Thrones. Um, These little keychains are adorable. Oh, I love this. I love the love keychains. Yeah, it's like rose quartz little balls plus a clear quartz little balls. Very cool. Um, These are really well done. And I know that this was, you know, this was uh, quite an investment. So thank you very, very much. We really appreciate this. Maybe I'll put some of these in some of our merch deposits. Speaking of which, guys, we have merch. Go to letsgethaunted.com. I'm like trying to lean over this giant box I'm about to open. Um, go to letsgethaunted.com. Natalia has been working on some merch this year and mm-hmm. it is up and ready for you to purchase. Yeah. 
All right, guys. Okay, Alyssa has a very large box. This is like the kind of box that two shoe boxes could fit in. So I'm very interested what's gonna, oh, and she's pulling out little wrapped pieces of tissue. You know, like when you store Christmas decorations and you like wrap the ornaments and like, oh my God, there's like a poster in there. There, you guys, there was just a whole cornucopia of items she pulled out that were loosely wrapped in uh, tissue paper. And I'm really excited. Oh, wow. There's a professional photo. Why is everyone so oh pretty that listens Wait, to I'm us? I'm going to cry. This is another professional photo. It says she graduated. Uh, this is Ava Jane from the University of St. Andrews. Oh, my God. You guys. Why is everyone just like beautiful? Sarah, you're beautiful. Ava, you're beautiful. Catherine, you're beautiful. There's two people that sent them. Wait, these are two different people? Hold on, are these twins? It looks like it. Ava and Catherine? Yeah, I was like, wow, Ava sent two versions of her uh, graduation announcement is honestly a sleigh. I'm really glad that like this next generation that's coming up is just like, fuck it. I'm going to have two versions and send them to people. But no, you're they're just twins, I think. <laughs> yes, it looks like, so there's two letters here. So Natalia, I'll hand you the first one. Okay, it says... Dear Allie and Nat, I would have I would first like to apologize for what is sure to be a short and informal letter. My sister gave me about 10 minutes to write it before she threatened to close the box up for shipping. <laughs> anyway, I absolutely love y'all's podcast. It is the only one I listen to with any regularity, and it always makes my day brighter. One of my favorite things to do is go on podcast walks through the Texas Hill Country. This is also a sure fine way to scare myself, but I feel this is part of the experience. <laughs> If I don't feel like I'm being followed by cryptids, I don't want it. I wanted to say a bit about myself as well, so just so y'all know who you're listening to right now. My name is Ava, and I'm Kate's twin sister. I knew it. I live in Texas, hence the Texas Hill Country, but I'll be moving to Scotland for university what? next month and probably already will be there by the time you're reading this. I'm moving mostly for the castles, ghosts, banshees, etc. Fuck yeah. But given the current political climate, I'm not too sorry to be going, lol. Thank you both so much for dedicating your time and energy into creating Let's Get Haunted for all of your listeners. You're both so inspiring in the way you unapologetically live your lives, and you've also inspired me to start my own podcast, though mine is about psychology. I wish you both the best, and thank you again, Ava. Thank you, Ava. Thank you, Ava. And now it's time to read Kate's letter. Dear Nat and Allie, hello again. I'm Kate, the one who sent the crochet aliens and oh designed the poster with the power lines on it. <gasps> yes. I am about to leave for college and I wanted to send one more box before I do. I started listening my sophomore year and in the past three or so years of being a fan, I have successfully converted my entire family and closest friends into fans as well. We listen to episodes on family road trips. I am very grateful that you have continued to make the show. It has become a very integral part of my life. I have thoroughly enjoyed listening all these years as your podcast became the soundtrack to my high school years. Mm. In this box, I've included a large print of the poster I designed for you, two crochet octopi in Halloween costumes, five small prints of my other work, <gasps> and my high school graduation announcement. I thought that since I have already sent you my crochet work and design work, it would be fun to include my photography this time too. I am planning to attend school as a studio art major and focusing on photography. Hell I'm yeah. going to try and get cert a certificate in graphic design too. Oh my god. The pictures I've included are paralysis, the blue 
The blue one of the girl in the car double exposure is my most popular picture. It has exhibited at several galleries, most notably the Holy Art Gallery in London. What? Also, in this exhibition was Reminisce, the green-toned one of the girl in the parking garage, and Forgetful, the girl in the abandoned castle. The two untitled works are of the girl in the library and the darker-toned garage one. The titles are misspelled on purpose due to my dyslexia as a sort of celebration of how my learning disabilities have inspired my creativity. I hope this does not read too much like an artistic statement or resume. Those are the only things I have written for some time. I tried to pick pictures that best match the spooky vibe of the show, as I did not know what your individual tastes in art were. You can see more of my work at at k marguerite photography and if you see one you like better i'd be happy to send it thank you so much for continuing to make the show i love it so much at k m a r g u e r i t e photography wait a second this is jogging my memory it since she's the one who sent the crocheted aliens is this the person who like a few years ago we were like no you can't listen to this like she's like oh i'm only allowed to stay up uh, like until 8 p.m or something like that remember you might be Oh, these are tight. Okay, hold on. Let me show these to Natalia and have her describe them while I unbox the next thing. Wait, are these her pictures or are these stickers? These are little things that she has made for us. Oh, these are super cute. They're little stickers (gasps) and they're tarot cards. Oh, my God. They're they're tarot cards. Oh, my gosh. We need to take a picture of this stuff and put it on the Instagram. Oh, one of the tarot cards says the caffeinated and it's like a hipster man with a beard just pouring a coffee. And then one says the mother and it's like a panther queen breastfeeding a smaller panther. But she's like a woman. This is very, very cool. Okay, you're about to you're about to cry. (gasps) No. Oh, my God. What the fuck? You guys, Alyssa is handing me tiny little crochet octopus. And what? Oh, my God. There's got little smiles and it's wearing a hat. That's a pumpkin. (laughs) And the other one's wearing a hat. That's a witch hat. And they have little curly tentacles and they have no eyes, just little smiles. Oh, wait, no, those are their eyes. Wow. These are so kawaii. I cannot do it. Oh, my goodness. And there's also a very, very cool uh, poster Alyssa's holding up. This is just too much for my eyes to see at once. And it says, let's get haunted. And there's like a crazy, like, it looks like a cover of an album. It seriously does. And I remember I remember you Wait, sending us this on Instagram. What does that say? Anniversary something? It says investigative journalism podcast and investigative journalism podcast. Let's get haunted. Oh, my God. OK, well, I am going to order a frame for that on Amazon immediately. And she also provided us with some small art prints that are signed so that when she's a fucking billionaire artist. Right. We have the original Oh, yeah. Original photos. These ones debuted at an art gallery in London. Oh, I love this. Yeah, these are beautiful. And they're on the matte print. So, you know, they're legit. You guys, wow. this is yeah, wonderful. These are also very haunted. Thank you so much, Kate. And thank you so much, Ava. Is that a ghost? That is 100% a ghost. There's, You guys, there's a picture of a literal ghost, like a, a sheet ghost person here. Okay. Well, that... Uh, I, I, how do we even continue from here? I don't know. You guys, this is fucking incredible. We're pinning up everyone's school photos right now on our whiteboard. At some point, we're probably going to pin them above our desk. But for right now, we have this whiteboard that's next to where we record. It's next to our table. And we have all types of fucking um, merch, fan art, fan mail, doodles, stickers that you guys send us. 
and Natalia is opening the next one. Thank you. Thank you guys so much. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you, Catherine. Thank you, Ava. Oh my God, there's a cinema roll. Look, okay. I'm sorry, guys. Thank I'm excited. You, John. I just saw cinema roll. Uh, okay, if you don't know who cinema roll is, you need to get a life. It's a cinema roll stationery. Okay. It says, Dear Nat and Allie, my name is Haley. I just wanted to say that I adore you both and absolutely love the podcast. I have been listening since the beginning, and I'm on my third time listening to past episodes again. Thank you so much for everything you do. I love to listen to you guys on my way to work. I've been working as a mental health provider in a hospital, so having my daily dose of spooky comedy has made my day much brighter during oh, the pandemic. Yeah, that's awesome. I wanted to give you both something as a thank you for all of your hard work. I hope these cute little extraterrestrials can help help bring the same can help bring the same light and levity to your day as you bring to mind much love Haley C oh my god thank you Haley C <sighs> you guys Natalia is handing me a little cute alien it's called a galactic cutie and it's wearing a little bandana that says Allie Nat has one that's wearing a little bandana this is Nat and if you squeeze their oh my oh, gosh their, eyes their little light legs up. they light up oh my god I love it Wow, look at this. This is so cute. I feel so grateful. Yeah, this is amazing. All of this love. Wow. This is incredible. Thank you so much, Haley. Thank you, guys. Oh, like, we got one more. That's too much all at once. I'm like, oh my God. Alyssa just pulled out a fucking possum. <gasps> it reminds me of Nighttime Boy. Oh my gosh. And there's also two like sticky pads. One says LGH. One has a ghost on top and it says there's no time to explain, but it's really long. So you could explain a lot <laughs> on it. I love that. <sighs> I have had a really uh, not great week and this is really making up for a lot of it. Wow. It's an alien. It's an alien coffee mug, but it like looks like an, like the whole thing is an alien head and it's green and I'm sh like I I'm shook. This makes me want to abandon all my responsibilities in my family and just <laughs> make this office as cool as it should be. It should be. Yeah. That's it. Natalia and I were talking the other day about how like our landlords definitely are like suspicious because we've it just, only half moved in. Yeah, it just looks like two crackheads live here. That's it. Uh, oh, wow. That's so cute. It's another coffee mug with like pastel little mothmen all over it. Y'all, I'm going to put all this stuff together and we're going to take a picture of it and put it on the podcast. So definitely like look to the IG because there's going to. Oh, my goodness. There's a pillow that's like Nicholas one of those sequin. Yeah, it's one of those sequin pillows where like if you have all the sequins going one way, it's just blue. But then if you turn them the other way, it's Nick Cage's face. I love this. this How is haunted hilarious. is that? incredible i Those can't are wait some for really awesome gifts we've got today and I, I also can't wait for our landlord to come in and there's just a giant nick cage like they come in to snoop around and then we just have a giant nick cage pillow just staring at them it has like serious like let's pretend we have a podcast so we can like hoard weird things we found <laughs> in the trash vibe right now oh this is spooky this is scary it says open me wait it's i gotta a, take a picture of that it is a little note card and the front of the note card says open me on the envelope Natalia's taking a picture of it. Oh, it has a little monster on it when you mm. first open. That's adorable. 
Nat and Allie, longtime listener, second time writer here. I have no spooky stories for you, but just wanted to pass on my appreciation for the show and how delightful you two ladies are. I just finished my master's degree in creative writing and it was so much work on top of my job and regular life. And while I was working on it the past two years, I constantly thought about how you two also put so much into LGH on top of all you do outside of the pod. So for keeping me company while writing my thesis of short stories, one of my favorites follows a man in purgatory waiting to be a signed his level of hell yes enjoy this scare package of things for the new office stay spooky Alyssa s <gasps> oh my goodness also i recognize your name Alyssa s thank you so much this is awesome fuck yeah also congratulations on your master's yeah. degree that is hard that's yeah. fucking hard as shit especially if you're still working during and the time that you're trying to get your master's yeah that's fucking crazy congratulations you should be super yes. proud and writing is hard enough and then if you have to be creative and think of new writings fuck <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys so much. That was the last package. Wow. I feel so blessed. This is incredible. Thank you guys so much. If anyone is listening to this and wants to send us some fan mail, you are under no obligation to do so, but we do love unboxing it. It makes us feel really good. Mm-hmm. We love decorating our office with stuff you guys send us. You can go ahead and mail anything you want to us at P.O. Box 1658 Camarillo, California 93011. You can make out the package or letter to Let's Get Haunted and we will receive it there and we will unbox it either on our bonus episode, which is coming up, or next season on our very first listener story episode. We're trying to save these um, unboxing and fan mail and fan art stuff for our listener stories and bonus episodes because we want to take as much time as possible and we feel like if we save it for the listener stories nobody will be mad at us because it's only listeners that listen yeah thank you guys so much are you ready to jump into the the listener listener stories stories? you bet i am perfect all right natalia do you want to read the first listener story you bet i do Okay, this one says, Hi guys, I love the podcast so much. You both helped me get through long days of working alone in a boba shop. My name is Sarah, pronounced as Sarah, and my life is kind of weird. Oh, I feel like this is like the beginning of a Nickelodeon show. I'm from Los Angeles and grew up in a very religious family, forced to attend Catholic school and whatnot. Me, being my family's edgy child, I used to play summoning games in the schoolyard. I dyed my hair pink. I became a goth. You know... Average late teens slash early 20s things. Anyways, those type of games kind of fucked up my brain and energy, and I stayed away from it for some time. My haunted story is about one of my little sister's rooms, which was my mom and dad's old room. The room is right beside my room. My closet's wall is built right up against their walls. The weird things started happening last year, but it was pretty basic. One event was when I sat alone in my room scrolling through my phone, I heard a loud thud come from behind my closet's wall, which is where my parents' room was located. It was like someone had thrown a shoe or something of equal weight with a lot of strength. I never know how to react to such things, so I glanced up to where the sound came from, sipped my water, and mumbled to my dog, if I die, I die. (laughs) Those sort of events seem to lead up to the biggest and most scariest out of anything I've ever experienced. It was a long time ago, but it seems like it only happened yesterday. It was around 8 p.m. one night, and my mother was asleep in her room. My father was working nights, so she slept with the door open for him. I had walked past her room through the dark hallway into the bathroom to wash my face for the night. From the corner of my eye, I noticed a young girl standing at the doorway of my mom's (gasps) dark room. I didn't catch a good look, but I remember that she was wearing all white, had long dark hair, and was extremely pale. 
Basically, that's what everyone in my family looks like. I once scared a foreign exchange student in our dark high school library because he thought I was a ghost. Thinking the girl was just my sister, I rammed my shoulder into her own, causing her to stumble back slightly into my mom's room. When I was washing my face, I heard the loud arguing coming from my two little twin sisters coming from the opposite end of the house. I froze and stared at the doorway of the bathroom, shaking slightly. There would be no way that one of them could have went from my mom's room to the opposite end of the house without walking past me or even by running. They wouldn't make it there in time. Doing what any dumb girl does in a horror movie, I peeked out and looked at, through the doorway of my mom's room. It was empty. I finished washing my face and ran back to my room and to my own twin sister. She asked me why I looked so terrified, getting annoyed at me for running into the room. When I told her what happened, she called me stupid and turned away from me in her bed. I told my mother the next morning and, while freaking out, pulled out the sage and went around the house. I then decided to tell her my favorite new reaction to whenever something remotely spooky happens to me. If I die, please make a movie about it. Anyways, I love you guys so, so much and keep up the hard work. Let's hope I don't fucking die because I would miss out on the future episodes. Bye. Thank you so much, Sarah. Um, that is creepy. So she like bumped into a ghost. I, but like I, you can't bump into a ghost. But I'm all so okay. Was someone robbing her house, or was it a ghost that had like a physical form? Was it? Wouldn't that be a demon? I don't know. But like, why would they be wearing all white and pale? And also, if they were a demon, like if you shouldered them, wouldn't they be like eat your soul? Yeah, exactly. Like maybe, this one just stumbled away. Maybe this is like a low level demon that's like, right. when I get my mana up, I'm coming <laughs> back and I will eat that woman's soul for bumping into me. Oh, there you go. So you Better have something move. to look forward to, yeah. Sarah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Sarah. This next one comes from Letitia J. Hi, Nat and Allie. I just wanted to say how much I love your podcast and want to wish you both the best. The story I want to share today is one my fiance Craig told me when we first started dating. He's a skeptic on all things paranormal or conspiracy related, but urged me to share this story with you both. Have you heard the legend of the Hungarian suicide song? No. The song was originally titled Vege a Vilagnak, which is Hungarian for the end of the world. The song was later retitled Sazamoru Vasarnap, which means gloomy Sunday. The song was written by Hungarian composer Rezo Serez. The song is known as a bit of an urban legend after countless people committed suicide after hearing the song. Rezo wrote the song after his girlfriend left him, which later made him famous. Delighted that he had finally written a hit song, Serez contacted his ex-girlfriend who inspired the song and attempted to get back together with her. After hearing the song, she apparently killed herself by <gasps> swallowing poison and left behind a note with two words written on it, Gloomy Sunday. Oh. As time went on and the song made its circulations, it became connected to a rash of suicides. Due to the large number of connected suicides, people began to refer to the song as the suicide song, and rumors began that the song was cursed. The song was later banned in Hungary, but word of a number of suicides kept resurfacing. In Berlin, a shopkeeper hung herself. Authorities found a copy of Gloomy Sunday under her feet. In Vienna, a teenage girl drowned while clutching onto a copy of the sheet music. In Budapest, a shopkeeper killed himself and left a note containing lyrics to the song. A woman in London was also found after having overdosed on pills while listening to the record of the song over and over. The song's eerie reputation quickly spread around the world, and American publishers released an English translation of the song, and it soon became popular worldwide. 
The song was later banned in England, with the ban only being lifted in 2002. After circling around the world, the song was again linked to a number of suicides. It was reported that one man walked into a nightclub and asked the band to play Gloomy Sunday. The man later took a gun out and shot himself in the head. An 82-year-old man jumped to his death from a 70-story window after playing the song on his record player. Even the composer could not escape the curse. Ceres was haunted by the death and destruction that his music had caused, saying, quote, I stand in the midst of this deadly succession as an accused man. This fatal fame hurts me. I cried all my disappointments into this song, and it seems that others with feelings like mine have found their own hurt. In 1986, he committed suicide by jumping out a window of his Budapest apartment building. Over the years, the song has been recorded by a number of artists, Billie Holiday and Ray Charles included. In 1997, singer Billy McKenzie, who had also recorded a version of this song, committed suicide. He said that if you were to play the song with our lyrics, people would fall asleep and have severe nightmares. I've also heard that if you play the song, you will hear a subliminal message deep within the lyrics of the song, and some have speculated that this is what causes people to commit suicide. There is a heap of information on the Hungarian suicide song out there, and I found myself extremely interested by it the more I read into it. I feel it would make an interesting discussion on the podcast, as so many people believe the song is cursed, and it's said that anyone who listens to the song ends up committing suicide themselves. I have not personally listened to the song, as I feel that there is some truth to this. Would love to know what you both think. Is the song haunted, or do you think there is some other explanation for this? Also, fun fact, my father-in-law is Hungarian, which I believe is where my partner Craig first heard about this story. I have also attached an image of the composer, a snippet for an article, and a section of the song lyrics. Letitia J. You ready for the lyrics? Yeah. I want to hear the song because I know I wouldn't commit suicide just because someone else is telling me that I should. You know? Just out of spite? Yeah. I'm yeah. going to be like, no. Here are the lyrics. First, let's, let, first, let me read the lyrics. Then we'll look at a picture of this haunted ass guy. And then we will listen to the song. Lyrics. It is autumn and the leaves are falling. All love has died on earth. <laughs> the wind is weeping with sorrowful tears. My heart will never hope for a new spring again. My tears and my sorrows are all in vain. People are heartless, greedy, and wicked. Love has died. The world has come to its end. Hope has ceased to have a meaning. Cities are wiped out. Shrapnel is making music. Meadows are colored red with human blood. There are dead people on the streets everywhere. I will say another quiet prayer. People are sinners, Lord. They make mistakes. The world has ended. And then here's a snippet from an article. Rizzo series... Rizzo Saray commits suicide. I'm not sure how to pronounce this guy's name, so sorry if I'm butchering it. Rezo Saray commits suicide, composer of Gloomy Sunday. Budapest, January 13th. Rizzo Saray, whose dirge-like song hit Gloomy Sunday, was blamed for touching off a wave of suicides during the 1930s, has ended his own life as a suicide. It was learned today. Authorities disclosed that Mr. Serez jumped from a window of his small apartment here last Sunday, shortly after his 69th birthday blaze it 420 uh the decade of the <laughs> 1930s was marked by severe economic depression and the political upheaval that was to lead the world that was to lead to world war ii the melancholy song written by mr serez with words by his friends ladislaw javor a poet declares at its climax my heart and i have decided to end it all it was blamed for a sharp increase in suicides and hungarian officials finally prohibited it in America, where Paul Robinson introduced an English version, some radio stations and nightclubs forbade its performance. Mr. Serez complained that the success of Gloomy Sunday actually increased his unhappiness because he knew he would never be able to write a second hit. 
Oh, and here's a picture of him. That is so tragic though, because it's like that, like I, of, I often think about that with one hit wonders where it's like, man, they've had their hit. And now the pressure of having to live up to that hit I know. must be so overwhelming. I know. I think about that often. And then when I had a child, I had to like really come to the conclusion that if I continue to live my life as if like it has to just be this progression, like, oh, I had a success. Now I have to have an even bigger success. Oh, I made some money here. Now I need to keep making that much money plus make more on top of that. Right. Like, oh, I had really great sex. Now I need to make it even better <laughs> sex Then I'm never going to be satisfied because you're never just like, oh, cool. Like I got what I wanted. And and that's like the lesson in it. Right. Is like. You got everything you wanted, right? I'm sure there was a time in that guy's life where he's like, oh my God, if I could just have like a hit where it just went viral and like, you know, the 19 whatever the fuck's version of viral that like I would relieve myself from all of this strife and all of this suffering and everything. I'd have everything I wanted. And he realized that like, no, that's not true. I got distracted because I was trying to pull up the song. When you click on the song, YouTube has a warning. It says the following content may contain suicide or self-harm topics. Viewer discretion is advised. So this is like popular. This is like people know the lore. Warning, the song you were about to hear has been blamed for more suicides than any other song in history. Bitch, we know. The song was banned on the BBC for 66 years. <laughs> Alyssa's dancing, you guys. <laughs> the ban lasted until 2002. I'm fist pumping. Gloomy Sunday was composed in 1936 <laughs> by Hungarian pianist Rezo Sorez. <laughs> because of its dark notoriety and lyrics, Gloomy Sunday is also known as the Hungarian suicide song. The song will play in 10 seconds. Please exit now if you choose not to hear it. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. 10, 9, Eight, seven, six, five, four. Wow, that five took more than a second. Three, two, one. This is at last, right? No? Bring in the lyrics. Let's get this party started. That's why people committed suicide. Is they're, they're like waiting. waiting for it. Yeah. Oh, oh, it has a it has a chat to the suicide. Okay, hold. That would go viral. A video of the Hungarian suicide song with someone twerking to it. <laughs> That's dark. It's very beautiful. I like that old timey yeah. like phonograph noise. Me too, because it's like haunted. Mm -hmm. All right, it's not making me want to kill myself. Here, let me put it here. How about this? Let's put it on playback speed double. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's playback speed double. Yeah, let me, that's as fast as it'll let me. I feel like people who take their lives while they're listening to this were probably already considering it. Oh, of course. Yeah, and then they listen to it and find peace knowing that there's other people who felt the same way and did the same thing and and do it. 
Yeah. I also I don't know if this is true or not, but this I'm pausing it right now. Um <laughs> I I don't know where I heard this. It could have been a joke that I just internalized as a child and now I think is a fact. But does anybody know whether or not there was a an uptick in suicides in the US after the song Freebird was released or am I making that up? I I heard somewhere that when Freebird was released People, because that was like the 70s, right? Or something like that. I think uh, it was the 70s, 60s or 70s. Led, 70s. Led Zeppelin? No, 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 no. It's Leonard oh, Skinner. Oh. But I, I want to say it's the 70s. Um, so like, yeah, it would be 70s. Like people were like, wow, this is such like an epic song. There's never going to be a better song than this. Might as well just kill myself right now. And like people were like jumping off of buildings while Freebird played in the background. Now, I don't know if that is real or where I would have come up with that idea on my own, but I have thought this since I was really little. So I don't yeah. know. I, maybe I watched like a something that's, on TV. That's really sad to think about all of those people who took their lives believing that they would never hear a better song than right. Freebird. And then and Gucci Gang came out. And yeah, they missed wow. Pitbull's entire, entire career. Discography. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Very true. Do you guys, someone write in if that's a fact or if I made that up. I Also, I don't, how haunted would that be if I as a child made that up? So, <laughs> why would someone tell you that as a child? I don't know. So that's why I'm like, how did I come up with this? Who told me this? I didn't have the internet. Like, I don't know. It must have been like Discovery Channel. A past or life. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe. All right. I have a really <laughs> short one here that I'm going to read before you move on to your next one. This one is from Ruby at I Cry During Fuck. Oh, I love at I Cry During Fuck. Hi, LGH. This is a shorter story, but it is the first unexplainable thing that has ever happened to me. My friends recently moved into a new apartment. The doorknob on the bathroom didn't have a lock, so they took the doorknob off because they were planning on replacing it soon. I had to use the bathroom while I was over and accidentally shut the door all the way, so there was no way to get out unless they used a drill. My friends were on the other side of the door freaking out because I was locked inside. My friend Jacob was standing a few feet away from the door, and I was on the other side on my phone. I never touched the door, but, I, but it pushed open and I was free. When the door opened, I saw everyone looking at the door, and I said, Thank God you got me out. And Jacob said, I never touched the door. Neither of us touched the door, yet it pushed open almost all the way. There was three other people beside Jacob that saw this happen. In total, there are three people that live in that apartment, and all of them have heard knocking on their doors, knocking coming from the attic, and footsteps in the hallway. I don't, I didn't know this until after the door incident happened, so I honestly really think their apartment is haunted as fuck. What do you guys think? Thanks for reading about my first ghost story. I love you guys so much. Ruby. Um, I mean, that's pretty hilarious to imagine a ghost that's like, this bitch is locked in the bathroom. We Let's just like put her out of her misery and let her out. Yeah, I mean, look, I always just to be safe, like venture on the side of it was ghosts, you know, like, right. He, it might be a false positive, like perhaps it wasn't a ghost. But uh, unless we take everything that's inconclusive into the positives, we'll never uh, have an accurate representation of ghost uh, data. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all it's <laughs> much like COVID. You can have a false positive test mm -hmm. but where's the harm in just assuming it's positive and taking the necessary precautions exactly. right exactly so you might have a false positive haunting but it's still a good idea to take all the precautions just in case it really is a haunting yeah i'm gonna advise you to do four hail marys and throw some salt over your shoulder and then sage uh everything in your vicinity mm -hmm. and then 
um, go dive the cam loops and yeah. shake Whitey's hand and tell us how it felt. Uh, just delete Instagram and you should be good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this one comes to us from Kivandra. Hello, Ali and Nat. My name is Vandra. I'm Von Teku on Twitter and often interact with you guys on there. Oh, yeah. I'm the girl with two brain cells, the cat that yells at ghosts. And when I did my Ray contest, there was just a looming shadowy figure standing in my living room. Yeah. This will probably be kind of long just because I have a lot to touch upon. I guess I'll start by saying that the women in my family are very spiritually sensitive. My mom would always warn my sisters and I against playing with anything involving the occult. She used an example from her childhood. One of my mom's friends convinced her and several of her friends to try to levitate. According to her, the five girls sat in a circle, closed their eyes, and touched the fingertips of the girls directly next to them. They were then instructed to concentrate and think light. My mom, being the youngest, decided to take a peek. She swears she saw her cousin hovering about an <gasps> inch or two off of the ground no. and yelled. This, of course, broke everyone's concentration, causing her cousin to plop to the floor with a thud. Apparently, it took a bit for the girls to process what had just happened, and they all began to freak the fuck out. Mainly my mom's cousin because she said she didn't know she had been floating until she hit the floor like a sack of potatoes. What the fuck? My mom is deeply religious, like running around the church with the Holy Ghost, hooting in tongues, Baptist. <laughs> so the fact that she was so adamant about this always made me believe her. It is also due to being raised intensely black, superstitious, and Baptist that my mom, her cousin, and friends swore to never tell the adults. So now to my own hauntings. I've had night terrors for as long as I can remember. There are a few recurring dreams that I've had since I was literally a kid. They change as I get older, and it's always felt like the people in them knew me personally. In one dream, I'd squeeze into a mansion through the secret door in a public library. I had that dream recently, but I'm too big to squeeze in the opening now. I used to have an imaginary friend named Selena that only spoke Spanish. I told my very superstitious Puerto Rican grandmother about her when she asked how I picked up the language so fast. What? She is my stepfather's mom, and I met her at four. And I mentioned being happy that I could just talk to my friend to learn. She aggressively crossed herself, mumbled something about a duende, and then... Is that saying that right? Yeah, duende. That's... um. Sapphire told us about that on the Filipino folk folklore episode. Oh, that's where I've heard that before. And then promptly told my stepfather. For the next few days, I would be whisked to the church, doused with holy oil, and prayed over intensely. Much to my dismay, I stopped seeing Selena soon after that. Oh my gosh, they took away her friend. Things got a little fuzzy after this point due to some life trauma. And then trauma has like a little TM, it's trademark. <laughs> <laughs> and moving houses way too often. I went to nine different elementary schools before the third grade. One thing that I clearly remember happened while we, my mom, my younger and sister and I, lived with a pastor. Cousin Rayford down in North Carolina when I was maybe just eight or nine years old. Cousin Rayford's wife apparently told my mom and him that I would be up at night while everyone was asleep talking to something. All the adults sat me down to ask about it. I told them I was just talking to my guardian angels because sometimes they'd get sad. I do remember this. I couldn't tell you how they looked, but I know I had friends that would be sad. I just didn't understand why. I just tried to get them to play with my toys because that's what made me feel better. I figured they were angels because in church we learned about demon spirits and they were mean and angels were nice. Since these spirits mostly wept and asked for help getting home, I figured they were what angels. The fuck? This, of course, led to more holy oil trips to the church and prayers. Cousin Rayford also burned all of my Yu-Gi-Oh cards. <laughs> 
<laughs> After that, I didn't tell the adults anything. I even tried to ignore if I saw crying spirits. The more I ignored them, the more weird stuff happened. From 10 to 16 years old, through the walls in the bathroom, I would hear an old man hacking. No. We mostly lived in apartments, so I chalked it up to neighbors until, until we moved into a house and I continued to hear it. By the time I was a teen, I was already dealing with so much in my home life that the disembodied sobs and hacking just became a hindrance. This is getting long, so I'll update with more recent hauntings in the future. I love you guys. Sorry this was crazy long. I attached the text from my mom when I asked her about the ghosts. And then look at her text message screenshot she sent. She says, Mom, do you remember when I was little and told you I saw ghosts? Then you and cousin Rayford prayed for me. And then her mom answers, yes, kissy face, 1 Corinthians 13, 13, <laughs> prayer hands. That is so relatable. My mom says stuff like that to me all the time. Um, I got to say. Wait, I'm going to look it up. What's 1 Corinthians? Is that like love is kind, love is patient? Mm, let me look. It is. Okay, 1 Corinthians 13, 13. Paul writes, so now faith, hope, and love abide. These three, but the greatest of these is love. Leading some, and then the explanation says, leading some Christians to conclude that love is more important than faith or hope. Hmm. Well, mom, that's very cryptic. She's like, I love you anyway, despite how fucking absolutely haunted and yeah. scary. Vondra, that is terrifying. And I think the scariest part to me was thinking about a child, like just having crying friends that were sad and wanted to go home. And they're just like, we'll play with toys because that always makes me feel better. I know, like, the innocence of a child just being like, oh, I don't want you to cry anymore. Like, not even occurring to you that, like, it's midnight and yeah. who are these people? You know in Monsters, Inc., where, like, the monsters try to scare the little girl, the main girl, yeah. and they don't? She just thinks they're, like, cool and wants to hang out with them yeah. and thinks they're fun? Yeah. I feel like that is how children react to demons, right? They're like, oh, there's a goat man here. <gasps> oh, my God. I'm going to, like, have someone to talk to yeah, and yeah. play with. You know, like, whoa. Like, oh, wow, well, there's an horn? alien at my bedside. Yeah, like, can I play with your eye? Yeah, no? yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Show me your weird long gray finger. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I think the part that, like, sticks out to me is her mom, her mom's experience when, like, people were levitating. Yeah. That's fucking crazy. I remember doing things like that when I was a kid, like, light as a feather, stiff as a board. Light oh, yeah. The feather, stiff as a board. Yeah. But um, I don't. I don't remember levitating. No, I also remember that crack an egg on your head, let the yolk run down. Do you remember that one? No. Yeah, it was like crack an egg on your head, let the yolk run down, crack an egg on your head, let the yolk run down, stab needles in your neck, let the blood run down, stab needles in your neck, let the blood run down. Uh, people are dying, children are crying, concentrate, concentrate. And then they would, someone would like, you would have your eyes closed and then the person behind you would be like, imagine you're on top of a building and like blah, blah blah and like walk you through this like scenario and then at the end when you're like fully immersed in the scenario they would just push you <laughs> and then you'd feel like even though you're on flat ground you would feel like you were jumping off a building because uh, uh like, like you, you were so immersed deprivation. yeah exactly yeah i remember doing things like that now that i think about it where it would like you'd get pins and needles in your feet or something or no they did one where it's like you lay on the ground and they're you're, like someone's like okay aliens are like cutting your head open and putting bricks in there oh, and putting feathers in there and then you try to lift your head up and it's really heavy oh interesting uh, yeah. yeah yeah well i wonder what the like because 
you know, Ring Around the Rosie is about the, the plague. L- the plague. Yeah. London Bridge is falling down is about a fire. Mm-hmm. So I wonder what those ones are about or like what the origin is that would be a cool episode maybe next season we can look into children's songs and how fucking scary they are yeah well thank you vondra that was very haunted yes i was was fully immersed Mm -hmm. um i would be curious to know if your childhood home had any deaths in it whichever one that was where you saw like the crying angels Mm -hmm. that would be very interesting to know whether they were like either demons trying to trick you into helping them because mm. we talked about that when mm. we did um that episode about the red book game yeah or were they uh lost souls that had died in that home and were reaching out to you because you're a child and your third eye is more open than an adult those are the only two options those it could have been two <laughs> options can't be that it was imaginary coping me- mechanism made up no. to uh deal with trauma doesn't make sense doesn't make sense it doesn't and I'm as we know ghosts and demons gravitate towards people who have experienced more trauma because they're more vulnerable and that's a scientific fact that's a scientific fact and that's why i will not play the red book game <laughs> all right this next one comes from page b listener story i lived in a haunted farmhouse hey nat and Allie, i love the podcast and i love the merch too I wanted to tell you about a house I lived in for a few years with my dad after my parents were divorced. The house was old and 100% haunted. Also, because I'm bad at explaining the layout of the house, I built the floor plan in Sims 4 to use as a reference photo below. Fuck yes! Wait, this is Allie energy. Yes. This is the most I've ever heard. Fuck yes. I love Because you guys, Allie made Sims 4, uh, like, layout of her office with like complete with like desks and chairs like this is like the most i love sims 4 (laughs) you guys okay i built a really cool house recently in the strangerville expansion pack if you guys don't have the strangerville expansion pack you gotta buy it it's the best expansion pack of them all that's the end of the story i'm gonna continue (laughs) reading this email it was a super old white farmhouse that was built in i believe the 1920s we lived in the house for probably a good six months to a year before weird unexplainable things started to happen One of the first scary things to happen to me was when I was sitting on the bed in the main floor bedroom, which had two different entrances onto it, one off the hallway near the bathroom and one right off of the living room. There was a small closet by the hallway door that actually was beneath the stairs. Think Harry Potter room, but smaller. Oh, I like that. The closet had one bifold sliding door that was super old and never really shut properly. So we pretty much just kept the door open all the time. I was sitting on the bed with my cat, Sheba, rest in peace, and out of nowhere, she became really alert and her ears perked up. She looked straight at the door to the living room and seemed to be staring at something. Then she slowly started turning her head, almost as if she was watching something, and her gaze landed on the other door by the hallway. She stared there for a few seconds and then quickly turned her head again and looked at the closet door, and immediately the closet door shut. Knowing that animals have some sort of sixth sense and can see ghosts, I am almost certain she was watching a figure of some sort move about the room before it went into the closet and And shut shut the the door. door. And the door doesn't shut easily. No, I bolted out of the room so fast. My dad doesn't believe in ghosts, so I kept that occurrence to myself until one night when my dad and I were sitting in the living room watching TV together. He was on the couch and I was sitting on the floor doing my makeup on the coffee table. Out of nowhere, the mascara that I had sitting on the coffee table didn't just roll off the table, but flung itself off like it was thrown. (gasps) That was enough to even scare my skeptical dad. After my brother graduated high school, he spent a lot of time at the house alone and would work later in the day. My dad started getting irritated because anytime he would come home from work, our dining chairs from the living room table would be in our living room in random places. 
He always figured my brother was just inviting friends over to play video games and that they were using the chairs and never put them back. After he finally had enough, he confronted my brother about it and told him, I don't care that you have your friends over during the day, but can you ask them to put the chairs back when they're done? To which my brother responded, I thought you were doing that. We still to this day don't know what was happening there, but for sure know that it wasn't my dad, it wasn't my brother, it wasn't my sister, nor was it myself moving the chairs. We also all had really weird experiences where we would sit on the couch and watch TV. We would see figures move across a big mirror that was on the wall of the dining room. This only ever happened to us when we were home alone. I remember specifically seeing that so often and getting up because I thought someone was home, but there was never anyone there. That always spooked me. There were other random things that would happen in the house that were a little bit weird, like all of our kitchen cabinets and drawers would be wide open sometimes when no one was home all day. My dad always thought that this was me and my siblings, but it never was. We also had issues with the bathroom light turning on and off on its own. I think things like that can more easily be explained away with it being an old house with poor electrical wiring and drafts coming through, but knowing everything else that happened, I'm convinced it was ghosts doing these things too. But the scariest part of the house for me personally was not any of that. I am a mom and had my daughter when I was only 15 years old. She was a perfectly well-behaved baby and slept through the night. I hardly ever cried. She was just the perfect baby and toddler. But for some reason, at that house, she was completely different. She cried through the night, through the day, always seemed to be unhappy, tired, and getting her to eat was usually a challenge. I didn't think anything of it until we moved out of that house, and she was as happy and perfect as ever. I'm convinced now that she was experiencing something weird and unexplained there too. I still randomly have nightmares about the house, but it has since been torn down and there is now a gas station in its place. My dad told me just recently that he was working with someone who knew someone who used to live in the house, and they told him that at some point in, his, in the history of the house, a man committed suicide in the front yard. I don't know if that's true, but from my own experience there, I wouldn't doubt it. I'm sorry this was such a long email. I have some other weird experiences that I'd love to share with you guys about ghost hunting adventures with my aunt, who was on a paranormal team in my city for a while. Some weird shit went down when we used to hunt with her. Thanks for reading. Stay spooky, Paige. Side note, I just recently listened to the episode about the Oak Island curse. I fell a, a bit behind during COVID. My dad worked with Marty Legina. Marty actually lives in my state, Michigan, and owns a super awesome winery in Traverse City that is beautiful. It's called, it's called Mari Vineyards. Anyway, my dad actually filmed a different treasure slash gold hunting show with Marty Legina for a couple of years called Curse of Civil War Gold on the History Channel. <gasps> a few of my uncles were in it too. We're pretty sure that it, that the show is canceled, but it's still cool that it happened. <gasps> it did happen. From Page B. Paige, Paige, that is so cool. Also, I know his name is not pronounced Legina. I'm pronouncing yeah. it that way because that's how we pronounced it when we did the Oak Island episode. Yeah. It's apparently Legina. No. If your last name is spelled like vagina with a different letter. You'll as do anything to try to convince people that it's not pronounced exactly, Legina. Exactly. That's fucking crazy, Paige. All of those stories are crazy. Any house built in the 1920s, haunted. I just don't, like, I wonder how animals react to ghosts. You know, like they, it sees it walking or whatever. And does it know like this is weird? I feel like it, I'm just thinking of like my dogs, which I know cats are smarter than dogs and cats are supposed to be more connected to the supernatural, right? Yeah. But my dogs, if they hear any sort of noise they bark. outside, 
they get like on high alert. Sometimes they bark, sometimes they don't. But like Winnie, my my oldest dog, she'll go to the front door and just stand there staring at the front door until somebody on the sidewalk moves on, mm. which I kind of like because then I know somebody's yeah. outside, right? And I feel like if anyone broke in, she would absolutely alert me. But then it freaks me out when like there's nothing seemingly going on and then she'll like go up to the front door and just stare at oh, it. Oh, there's stuff going on. You just can't see it. Yeah, I guess. But like, is there someone on my front porch? You know what I mean? So, but I know cats are even more sensitive, supposedly, which is why like in ancient Egypt, cats were considered to be like super gods. spiritual and yeah. gods. And like cats have always been kind of like this mysterious supernatural creature or with ties to the supernatural. Yeah. So if your cat is like freaking out and following something that you can't see with its eyes and then all of a sudden the closet door slams shut yeah. i'm moving i want to tell you something funny about cats Do i it. don't know that it's relevant <laughs> or not but i just had the thought um if you guys have had cats before sometimes they'll like sit up on top of like dressers and things like that while you're sleeping and if someone drives by your home outside and like their lights go through the blinds and it like moves across the room just the right way the cat will try to chase it but it'll like forget that it's like on a dresser and not on the <laughs> ground and one time my cat did that and just ran full speed off of the dresser Aww. and like and like just like was like Rawr! like just like knocked stuff off and like got on the ground and then was like Rawr! and like ran off scared and it was really funny to me and that's just goes to show you that even gods can have their moments yeah where they just beef it yeah yeah that's true okay here's an interesting fact that i learned at 3 a.m while i was researching <laughs> ancient rome did you know that in the city of rome now you can um it's illegal to shoo cats like stray cats away and there's like no. hundreds of thousands of stray cats there everywhere all over the city and they, if there's literally a law protecting them like you Why? can't shoo them i don't know i was trying to figure it out so i guess because like they help with the rat problem oh. or something and they're like protected but what you can do is if there's two or more cats that like gather in an alley you can register with them with the them with the state as a protected colony what the fuck isn't that weird do we have any italian listeners can you guys write in and tell us more about your cat laws yeah that's a very interesting rabbit hole i know i got trust me i was in it last <laughs> night <laughs> um very cool story thank you very much thank you Paige. yeah Paige, that was awesome this one comes to us from charlotte it says, hi, I'm Charlotte, and this story has practically taken over my life as far back as I can remember. Some of it might be a little too hard to remember as it occurred when I was five or six, almost 10 years ago. So to start off, I'm 15 and my niece is now, I think, in her early 20s. We don't talk anymore. So she was an early teen when this all happened. She came over to my house and we went into the basement because that's where all the cool toys were. She brought out a Ouija board and we played with it. I don't remember exactly what happened, but all I can remember is it was the scariest shit I remembered from my childhood. And ever since then, I've seen a shadowy figure of tall. Oh, I've seen a shadowy figure of a tall kind of disfigured man. And I hear a low growl and whispers. What? Sometimes I'll barely walk into my kitchen and see the fridge slam shut. At night, I'll hear something or someone walk up and down my long hallway, and I'll check. Both of my dogs are in my bed, and my parents are both asleep, which scares me even more. Then in the morning, I'll ask my mom if she heard anything, and she'll say no. And there's no use asking my dad because he has dementia, so he doesn't know what's going on. 
When I have a friend over, we sleep in the basement and we'll stay up listening and asking questions and get knocks in return for answers. <gasps> what? And when we asked if it was a demon, it answered with a very loud knock that I would describe as a very loud bang, which meant yes. After that night, whenever my friend comes over, we squeeze into my bed upstairs. Thankfully, we're moving in a few months, so we'll be out of there. Hope this story was haunted enough for you to have fun in quarantine. Charlotte. P.S. I got my history teacher hooked on your podcast, and she loves it. Oh. Also, my two friends, one being the one that was asking the questions with me, and I, we want to start a podcast about conspiracies, inspired by you guys and Shane Dawson. Uh, laughing, crying emoji. Well, Charlotte, this looks like it came to us in 2020, so a lot has changed, obviously, in that Tell time. Tell us if you started your podcast. Yeah, thank you very much. And also, um, that's really scary. I wonder if her, your parents, well, I feel bad because she was 16 when she wrote this, but it's been a long time. She's almost 20 now, right? Okay, so maybe your parents were just fucking and they didn't want to tell you. <laughs> and if you went into the uh, like kitchen at night and saw someone slam the fridge door shut, maybe they were just having after sex snacks. That's, I mean, I can't refute that. Yeah. It's possible. It's yeah. possible. Or was there a ghost fucking another ghost in the oh, wall? Right. We're not, we're not saying it, it is one way or another, but just like we said before, it could be a false positive, it, you know? Yeah. Why but, not take the precautions anyways? Yeah, exactly right. That is a hundred percent right. I wish they would invent like some sort of COVID test, but for ghosts where it's just like you like stick a Q-tip up your nose and if it comes back positive, you're haunted. (laughs) I love that. This next one comes from Isadora C. Hi, Nat and Allie. I'm a big fan of the pod. My name is Isadora and I'm from Brazil. I apologize if my writing is a bit awkward as English is not my native language. The story I'm going to tell you is about a trip to Rio de Janeiro that I went on with two friends last summer. I don't know if this is haunted enough, but it was definitely traumatic. As broke-ass college students, we ended up staying at one of the cheapest Airbnbs we could find. It is important to say that this place was located in a neighborhood called Santa Teresa, one of the oldest cities of Rio. Santa Teresa was constructed around the 1750s, and during the 19th and early early 20th century, it was a very upper-class neighborhood. Nowadays, rich people don't live there anymore. It has become more of an artsy historical place with huge old mansions, art galleries, and quirky bars and cafes. There is also a tram or trolley that people can ride around the entire neighborhood, which makes a lot of sense since Santa Teresa was built on a hillside. Fun fact, it's also one of the oldest street railway lines in the world. Anyways, our hosts owned one of those old mansions I mentioned, and they had adapted their their basement to serve as a guest house. It wasn't really a basement, I guess, since it wasn't technically underground, but it was below their house, which is way above the street level. I'm attaching a picture so you can see what I'm talking about. The house gave me strange vibes the moment I got there, but I just ignored it. Our houses, our hosts were really, were a really sweet couple of older gay men who would always recommend places to visit and give us instructions on how to get to them. One morning, we were talking about the trolley, and they mentioned that nine years earlier, the trolley had derailed right in front of the house. This accident left five people dead and 27 injured. Oh my gosh. And the tree on their sidewalk, of a relatively rare species, had been planted there as a memorial to the victims. I later googled it to check and confirmed it was legit. I guess that explains the weird energy the house had. That and the fact that it was probably two centuries old. Other than that, there were a couple of strange things. For instance, my friend told me that they suspected there was a third person living in the house. 
That was odd because we constantly saw our hosts coming and going, leaving the house in the morning, coming back later, etc. But we never saw this person. We would just hear them playing the guitar and singing at weird hours. Both of my friends had gotten a glimpse of them through the windows, but not enough to describe what he, she, they, not trying to assume the spirit's gender, looked like. <laughs> Pretty sure it was a ghost. One night, one of my friends and I were sitting outside on the balcony and drinking. She went inside the guest house to, to use the bathroom, and I stayed outside by myself. I looked up to see the sky, and as I did that, I noticed that there was someone upstairs looking at me through one of the huge windows. It seemed like the person was pointing an object at me, which looked like a phone, as if they had been photographing me. What? The second I looked at them, they moved away from the window. It was dark, so I couldn't really see a face, but it was clearly the figure of a person. <gasps> Wait, is she going to find out that she's a ghost and it's like the sixth sense and people are filming her? The next morning, we saw our hosts again and they never mentioned anything about that. And they were so sweet that we didn't feel like being weird and asking. On top of that, the night we left the house to go back home, I started to get sick. Rio de Janeiro is about a six hour drive away from our hometown. And when we boarded the bus to go back home, I was already feeling weak. I was very sick for the next three to four weeks, had to miss multiple days of work, and went to the ER four times in that period of time. No doctor could ever explain what exactly I had. All Whoa. I know is I had never been sick like this in my life. There were days where I was so weak I couldn't even get out of bed. I eventually got better and never experienced anything like that again. That was almost a year ago. It was a couple of months before the first case of COVID was finally confirmed in Brazil, so I guess it could have been something to do with that. On the other hand, none of my friends got sick and we were constantly sharing cups and cigarettes, so that wouldn't really make any sense. No one can convince me it had that it had nothing to do with that house. Thank you for the great content. Love you guys. And she has included a couple of photos of the house and including a screenshot of where she saw the person staring from the window. And I'm going to include these in the photo dump for this episode. That is fucking crazy, Wait, Isadora. I don't get it. Someone was like spying on them. So she was out on the balcony drinking with her friend and then her friend went inside to pee and she like looked up and noticed there was definitely someone in the window across from her just staring at her and they had something in their hand pointed at her and she thinks it was a phone but it was too dark to notice and then they just disappeared but it was from the same house they were staying in and they know it was only the older couple and her and her friend but so she's like i don't think oh it would be God, the older I just couple got fucking chill right there's someone living in the walls that was like uh videoing you guys what do they call it recording you guys oh you guys i'm playing with these little small octopus things that octopi that we got and uh, i'm having a good time yeah <laughs> it's like a stress ball when you hear like something super haunted just squeeze the octopi which one do you think is like more cute the the one wearing a witch hat or the one wearing the pumpkin cap the pumpkin cap yeah yeah the pumpkin cap is like because he's just you. like, he's like hiding in a pumpkin patch at midnight on Halloween. Yeah. He cut a pumpkin in half, put half on top of his head so that nobody knows he's there. And then he stands up when people walk by and scares them. But he's like mischievous. Oh my God. They're so both adorable though. Also, Isadora, your English was absolutely chef's kiss perfect. So don't ever second guess yourself. You did fantastic. Um, and that's fucking haunted as shit. You know, Brazil has so many good haunting stories. And we're our podcast, Fun Fact, is cons constantly in the top 100 in Brazil. Yeah. So thank you, Isadora. And mm -hmm. thank you to all of our Brazilian listeners. You guys are fucking super. Yeah. And what's with you guys just taking all, ripping all your pubes out? 
I'm trying to get everyone else to do it, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you can rip your pubes out with the lawnmower 4.0 brought to you by Manscaped. Uh, my next one, actually, I realized is just a continuation that uh, Charlotte from the last one I read Ooh. sent in an update. So this one came a little bit later. It says, hello, a little update to my story. My family and I have moved out of the house a month after I sent the first email. About a week before we did, I was laying in my bed, probably around our... Probably around 2 or 3 a.m. And I thought I could hear whispering. So I took my phone and took a picture with the flash on under my bed. And when I looked at the photo, I could see two dark, shiny orb circles. No. And I passed it off as my little brown dog. So I just went to sleep. When I woke up, I completely freaked out because the night before, my mom had taken my dog to the ER because he had somehow swallowed ibuprofen. He's fine. The next day, I found it under the fridge. So he was staying the night at the ER. That meant that whatever I saw in the picture was not no. my dog. I tried finding the said photo to send you guys, and it has disappeared. I tried looking on my computer and my phone, and it's just gone. After we moved, I hadn't had anything haunted happen until this little story. So... Back in August on my birthday, my mom went out to go pick up sushi for dinner and I was watching my dad so he doesn't wander off or do something that could get himself hurt because remember he had dementia and he doesn't really talk much anymore. So we were just sitting watching TV and I, he just looked over at me and said, quote, I haven't seen it since we moved, end quote. My reaction to that was going in two directions. Either it was just something that we got rid of before we moved or the shadow man. So I asked him what he didn't see and he just didn't say anything and sat there and looked at me like he had seen a ghost. Not 24 hours after this happened, I walked upstairs to go grab something and I saw out of the corner of my eye a shadowy figure in my bathroom mirror. So obviously stupid me decided to decided to grab a high heel shoe and walk into the bathroom swinging it around. <laughs> Once I processed that it wasn't a person that I saw in my bathroom, I freaked out and went back into my room where not one, not two, but all of the drawers in my dresser were pulled out and some articles of clothes were hanging out or on no. the floor. This made me even more freaked out and I and I quickly went downstairs and outside on the back deck where I could see this old guy standing in my neighbor's yard no. staring directly at me. No. But he wasn't staring directly at me. He was just kind of staring past me. I don't know how to describe it, but I waved because I was trying to be polite. And he didn't move or look away from whatever he was looking at. So I just went back inside. Later that month, I saw my mom talking to someone at the end of the driveway. And when she came back inside, I asked who she was talking to. And she said it was the neighbor that lives on the side where our back deck is. It wasn't the same guy that was staring at whatever he was staring at. So that's the only haunted stuff that has happened since we moved. And I'll keep you updated if anything else spooky happens. Keep up the good work on the podcast. It's definitely my favorite one. What? What the fuck? So an old man broke into her room and was throwing her clothes around? <sighs> I don't know. That's too haunted. There was like a lot to unpack there. That is so fucking haunted. Yeah. I wonder if her dad really was like connected to something when he was like, I haven't seen it since we moved. <sighs> yeah. Creepy. I hate that. I do not like it. I hate that. This next email comes from Adira N. That's such a pretty name. Oh, Addie. Addie N. Hi, LGH team. My name is Addie. I wanted to share some of the weird experiences that I've had. Since I was a little girl, I've been aware that there is something else after death. The women on my mom's side of the family have clairvoyant slash medium abilities. 
However, I wasn't really brought up in that spiritual environment. The first experience that I remember happened when I was about two or three years old. My parents and I lived in a small apartment. We didn't really have much furniture, but my room was always filled with toys. I used to have one of those plastic little kitty kitchens full of fake groceries and pots and pans for me to play with in front of my bed. I've always been a light sleeper, so one night while turning over to my other side, I woke up with an uneasy feeling. I looked up and that's when I saw a black tall figure standing right behind my little kitchenette. Its skin was black and looked glossy, almost like vinyl fabric. It had huge pointy ears, yellow bright eyes, and its body looked overwhelmingly huge. The hands looked more like claws with pointy nails and the whole body looked muscular. It was right there staring at me while I slept. That is the first time I remember experiencing something paranormal. I couldn't really talk about it without my eyes watering or getting upset because of how scary and traumatizing it was until recently. I've tried to research and find some info or pictures of something like it, but I haven't had any luck. The closest thing I can describe is maybe a demon? Mm. I don't know. Other than that, my mom always told me that when I was around two, we were stuck in traffic and there was an ambulance right in front of us. I was sitting in my car seat in the back when I looked at my mom and told her, that lady has cancer and she's going to die. What? When my mom looked up, they were trying to perform CPR, but the lady passed away. I don't remember this, but there are some other stories of me predicting deaths in the family when I was a kid. Don't know if any of this really qualifies as haunted, LOL. P.S. Love the podcast. Keep it up, Addie. Addie, that is 100% haunted. What are you talking Addie, about? Addie, I love the short, sweet, to the point, haunted as fuck that is haunted as fuck okay as she's describing this like tall muscular claw handed demon with pointy ears i am picturing two things i am picturing anubis and i am also picturing from american horror story when that guy's in that gimp suit oh, that yeah. demon's in the gimp suit and it's yeah. just like crawling all around yeah. the house all creepy iconic iconic and then remember the mom has sex with it thinking it's yeah her husband i actually that that season i watched with you yeah. at this like gross frat house yes and I remember, like, that same season is the season you find out that they were dead in the house, right? I know, yes. And it's it, so crazy. Like, when sh the girl found her body, like, decaying. That was chills. such a... That chills. That was such a good season. That was the very first season of American Horror Story, and no season they've done since then has topped it. Coven yeah. came close, but no that yeah coven came close but it lacked that like chill factor i will say last year i watched american horror story and i watched i don't know which season it was it may have been the the newest it was like a double feature where like the first half was kind of like a ghost vampire story and then the second half switched to a different storyline about aliens oh i saw that one i couldn't finish the alien one because it wasn't that interesting yeah. to me. but the like ghost vampire one was really good that was a good half season the mental hospital one was pretty scary too i don't remember it It was just good because i feel like the acting was really good and they like i think it was called freak show or maybe that was the circus one that i don't know circus one. i watched all of them i guess it's all the same actors isn't yeah, it? yeah yeah that's why much. i'm confused yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but american horror story is good to watch around the spooky season if you guys haven't seen season one i highly recommend um addy not super sure what you saw but that's terrifying how old was she when she was like that woman has cancer and is gonna die um let me see she was like in a car seat yeah that's what i thought so She's a six or younger right yeah that's scary yeah. 
That's fucking scary. Oh, no. When she, she was two years old. Yeah. So she had just learned to talk. Dude, that's really weird because I have a baby that's going to be too soon. And uh, he's definitely not saying anything like that. He's yeah. saying like, moon. Wow. Yeah. Airplane. Oh, <laughs> baby. Yeah. He goes, oh, wow. Airplane. Oh, <laughs> that's too cute. Also, Addy, I've never seen your full name before. Like, uh, I've never heard of someone with that name before. And it's beautiful. A- I don't know if I'm allowed to say it. I guess we can bleep it. A-D-A-I-R-A. Adira? Adira? I feel like it's a spell. Super pretty. You know, in that movie where they say the spell and then the spirit like comes down. Yeah. The, what is that movie where it's like a the cabin in the woods, I think, or something? Maybe. Oh, that's also like that meme where Cardi B's real name is. Uh, Hold on. Let me look it up. There's a meme about her name that's like. Is her name really long? It's Belcalis Marlenis Almansar. And right. there's a meme so that's if you like. you say it out loud, it like calls a spirit. It like levitates. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You like start levitating. Okay. This one comes to us from Kim. Hello, Nat and Allie. My name is Kim and I've been a fan since day one. This podcast became especially important to me this year when all of the other trusted podcasts started talking about nothing but coronavirus yeah. and the election and stressing me out. Thanks for keeping things spooky in a good way, not in an, in an existential way. This is my first time writing into the podcast, so I figured I'd start strong with the story of the scariest unexplainable experience of my childhood. Sorry if this email is too long. This experience occurred in my great great aunt's house. Auntie lived alone in a large Victorian home in New Jersey. It was a three-story home, not including the attic and basement, and the whole first floor was a separate living quarters where her mother had lived for the last few decades of her life. Auntie always kept the first floor living quarters and the basement locked, and the third floor and the attic were used for storage, so we only ever spent time in the first floor foyer and on the second floor where Auntie lived. Altogether, the place was probably a 10-bedroom house, but because so much of it was inaccessible, we only ever saw a small portion of it during my childhood, even though our family visited her very often. When Auntie's health issues got too severe for her to continue living alone towards the end of her life, she moved in with my immediate family. I was in 8th grade at the time. We still visited her house often to work our way through the massive amount of things in the home. One of the times we were visiting to clean, Auntie finally unlocked the first floor living quarters in the basement. The first floor was where her mother had passed 10 years earlier, and Auntie hadn't been in there since. The locked doors on the first floor had always been a point of curiosity for me and my brother because there were these beautiful stained glass double doors covered in intricate intricate depictions of biblical scenes. Looking back now, I'm like, oh God, we should not have gone in there. <laughs> but we were curious teenagers. So when Auntie unlocked the doors, the two of us went right in. Side note, I was on crutches at the time because of a leg surgery, which became important later in the story. Anyway, everything was as it was before Auntie's mother died. The bed was still made, her toiletries were still in the bathroom, and her brush and her mirror were still on the vanity. Auntie immediately left us and went back upstairs, never setting foot past the threshold of the doors. My brother and I explored and looked at our great-great-grandmother's belongings in awe until we reached the door to the basement. My brother immediately said, I don't want to go down there, but I insisted that we check it out for some reason. I opened the door and looked down a wooden staircase into a pitch black basement with concrete flooring. I could see the slight glint of a chain hanging in the middle of the room from a light bulb. 
I hobbled down the creaky stairs first on my crutches, with my brother trailing behind me with his hand on my shoulder. When I reached the floor, I could see almost nothing because of how dark it was. I walked to the center of the room and reached up and pulled on the chain to turn on the light. When the light bulb lit up the room, it looked like a normal old basement with yard tools and old storage containers lining the walls and cobwebs covering the corners of the ceiling. But we only had a moment to take in our surroundings because literally a second after the light turned on, chaos broke out. It all happened instantaneously, but it's all very slow in my memory. I first noticed a broom that was against the wall in the corner began falling over, then a rake, then a shovel, all falling towards the center of the room where I was standing with my hands still on the light bulb chain. Rattling sounded all around us and the room felt like it was shaking terribly, as if there was a massive earthquake happening. We both started screaming and my brother ran up the stairs immediately, leaving me there by myself. I tried to follow, but in my panic I accidentally dropped one of my crutches on the basement floor and I had to crawl my way up the stairs. No. We didn't stop fleeing until we were back up on the second floor with auntie, my parents, and my little sister. We were hysterical, crying to my dad about what had happened. We both assumed that my dad had somehow done something to cause that to happen in the basement because he was a prolific prankster in our household, but he insisted it wasn't him. My dad volunteered to go retrieve my crutch for me, and when he returned, I asked him if he saw anything down in the basement when he got it. He was confused and said that the crutch wasn't in the basement at all, that it was on the first floor in front of the door to the basement, which was closed. Ooh, I just got chills. He even opened the door to the basement, but the light was off, so he didn't bother going down the stairs. To this day, my dad maintains that he was not messing with us and that the crutch was really up on the first floor. I know for sure that I dropped it when I was still down in the basement, so I'm not really sure what to make of the whole situation. Unfortunately, the house flooded a couple months later and Auntie had it sold and gutted, so we were never able to go back down in the basement again. That's all I have for the story. It's still something my brother and I talk about every once in a while just to check in and make sure we didn't imagine it. I have a lot of other stories about Auntie in particular. She was an amazing and very spiritual woman who told me about some of her own personal hauntings from her childhood. This is already a really long message, though, so I'll include some of those stories in a different email. Thank you for reading and keep doing what you're doing, Kim. Kim, first of all, I just want to say the way you wrote that email was beautiful. Thank you very much for including so much uh, vivid descriptions and including punctuation. It makes it a lot easier for us to read these and tell them when they are punctuated and there's like spaces between things. Fact. Yeah. So I just felt so immersed in that. I was hanging on your every word. That is terrifying. I feel like your auntie has some fucking weird secrets she knew about. Why else would she keep all that stuff locked and have never gone back down there? So am I understanding correctly that there was a room that her great-grandmother used to stay in and nobody had touched it and all of the things were still there? Grandmother. So I don't know. Yeah, I guess. I don't know if it was her. Let me look. Her mother had passed 10 years earlier. So it was the auntie's mother. Oh, that is that's very haunted and sad to imagine just like I you know what that actually reminds me of the cam loops where it's just like this moment frozen in time from however many years prior and you walk into it and it's like a time capsule that is so like haunting to me yeah like yeah. you walk in and it's still like the person's hair is in the hairbrush and their clothes are in the closet and their bed is still made the way that they met it made it 
Yeah. I mean, I don't know how to deal with that because I've been in people's homes where they've lost members of their family. And like one of the homes I went in, the room where the person had lived was just completely empty. Yeah. And that was sad, too. Like like they just had a bedroom in their home where they it wasn't an office. It was nothing. It was just empty, you know, and it had been several years. And then I've also been in homes where it's like, you know, oh, grandma, this was grandma's room. It's now been turned into a guest room, which I feel like is the most normal thing. And you just use all their furniture and stuff. Um, And there might be some pictures of them. But like, yeah, like there's no like hairbrush or like their vanity and their makeup's not out there because that would be really scary. Yeah. I mean, I it is it is interesting. Like the I think both extremes are haunted, right? Like keeping everything the same haunted removing everything and pretending like the person didn't exist haunted but there's no right or wrong way to be haunted you know what this makes me think of like okay so my grandmother my nanny she's like really really religious right and so she said that her mother was really religious right like she had these depictions of biblical scenes and stuff and she lived on that floor that was right next to the basement or closer to it and the basement clearly had fucked up shit going on in it right like there was something weird down there so I wonder if the mother had like had all these like biblical things in order to like protect her oh and this makes me wonder if just like all grandmothers who don't say much and just like sit and read the bible like my own are are they like super religious or are they like super haunted and they're trying to keep their shit together who's to fucking say yeah i'm just thinking my grandma was super loud super obnoxious uh you know rest her soul love her um but she had tons of just like crucifixes and bloody statues of jesus all over the the shit i'm talking about yeah and but she was so loud and like we would go to i just remember being little and we would go to a restaurant and she was like very tiny and like decrepit and stuff and she would sit down in a booth and she'd just say really loudly someone fat sat here last because she would like sink down because she was so tiny and we'd be like grandma no you're just small and she no someone fat sat here last and then if uh she knew because she was like a medium maybe (laughs) and then and then if uh, a waiter went by and they weren't like paying attention she'd be like you who you who and we'd be like grandma no like stop you're embarrassing everybody like just wait for the waiter to come over here and she'd be like oh you who like waving her like decrepit hand i love that i love the idea of like you're getting older you really don't give a fuck no you give zero fucks so much of like youth is like wasted i feel like on being like oh you know like i am still youthful so like i have to dress well and like fit my body type and like have my hair like put together and like brush my teeth you right. know and you get old and you're like i don't give a fuck i look like a bone creature <laughs> people think i smell they don't want to be near me I, i'm never gonna be cool so why not just do whatever the fuck i want why right? not double down buy as many crucifixes and bloody statues of jesus as i can put them up everywhere around my musty house keep the lights way too low uh you walk in <laughs> and you can't really see me like i'm i just remember like she had doilies I, everywhere yeah doilies yeah everywhere everywhere plastic on everything glass um she had like faberge eggs but they weren't faberge they were like you know around easter time you can buy like sugar yeah eggs she would have those but she'd never unwrap them and she'd stick them like on like a display cabinet with like a mirror this is a beautiful piece of art Uh, yes (laughs) let me put it on display yeah yeah my grandmother has like armoires with mirrors in the back that she just has like little trinkets on display (sighs) feel like that is your future yeah yeah oh 100 percent. i'm Trinkets. almost there yeah i'm 30 percent there 
<laughs> You're training. Uh, thank you very much for that haunted ass story. Yeah, that one's creepy. I have two short ones that I'm going to read in a row. Here, this first one comes from Calvin B. Hey guys, I absolutely love you girls. And although they aren't crazy, I do have a few short, scary personal stories. For one, when I was younger, my neighbors and I were playing in their house upstairs. I was hiding under a blanket on the floor, looking out the bedroom door, and I saw the ghost of an old lady with short curly hair walk past me and go into my friend's bedroom. What? I freaked out and ran downstairs. I was sadly the, the only one to see it, and I never saw it again. The second one happened. Okay, no resolution. The second one happened just last year when I worked early in the morning. I was walking out to my car parked on the street at about 4.30 a.m. and I heard banging on the front window of the house across the street that at that time had no one living in it. Not the same neighbor as story number one. So I looked and there was a bright white figure standing in the window. I jumped into my car and was going to take a picture, but it was winter at the time so my car windows were frosted over and I couldn't see through them. Once they defrosted, it was gone, but I remember it clear as day and can still picture it, but I haven't seen it since. The third story didn't happen to me, but happened to my cousin when she was little. When they lived in their old house, my cousin was probably two or three at the time and would always wave to, quote unquote, the guys in their garage. She was the only one who saw them and, the on and only saw them in the garage, but she was never scared of them. When my aunt asked her who she was waving to and smiling at, my cousin would say, oh, it's just the guys. What? And it wasn't a one-time thing either. It happened weekly. Once they moved to a new house, she never mentioned the guys again and has no memory of them. But my aunt says she'll never forget being freaked out by it. Also, sometime this month, I plan on visiting an old insane asylum and also an <laughs> island with an Indian burial ground on it. So if you'd like, I can take some pictures and send them if yes. anything happens. Thank you guys for always being a highlight of my week and keep up the awesome work. P.S. I'm currently in school for video production. So if you guys need help with anything and I mean anything, I'd be happy to help Calvin B. Um, Calvin, yes to everything. Um, yes with the video production. Yes with the send the photos. Also, you know that saying where it's like Saturdays are for the boys? Yeah. This is like Saturdays are for the guys, you know? Saturdays are for the guys in the garage uh, that are emitting a strange white light and are not really there. Uh, Calvin, that was incredibly haunted. Thank yeah. you for that short and sweet haunting. I have another short, sweet haunting from Brett C. Brett writes... Hey, Nat Nally, love the podcast. I'm currently binge listening at work and saw you like to read listener stories, so I wanted to share my haunted experience. I grew up in Idaho. When I was younger, I was standing in my room on Halloween night and just happened to be staring at my alarm clock. As soon as the clock hit midnight, my television turned on to static. This had never happened before and has never happened since. And I know none of my family caused it because they would have wanted to know my reaction and I never told any of them. But that was just a small memorable experience. What I wanted to talk about happened when I was 21 years old and was a brush with something far more sinister. I used to smoke weed down by the river. It was very illegal in Idaho, so a friend and I found a small clearing tucked away in the trees where we could smoke without anyone seeing us. We decided to do this very late at night one time, which was a mistake. Walking along the river, you come upon a small wooden bridge that crosses into a forested area. Ooh, I like that. The clearing was off to the left and about 15 feet deep through the trees. My friend had brought her dog with us, and as she was loading a bull in the dark, using the light on my phone so she could see, I noticed that her dog was staring off into the trees. As I watched her dog, I became more uncomfortable. 
Her gaze was unwavering from this one spot in the trees. I mentioned this to my friend who shrugged it off since we wouldn't be out there too long. A few more moments passed and from that direct spot in the trees came half of a phone's ringtone, which was immediately silenced. As you can imagine, we sprinted the fuck out of there at lightning speed. As soon as we got across the bridge, I heard something metal from behind me. It was something like the sound of chains or the sharpening of a knife. I did not look back. We got the hell out of there and held each other crying. It's not so paranormal, but haunted regardless. I hope you enjoyed the story, Brett. That is terrifying. What oh my the God. fuck? That is like a horror movie yeah, moment. Yeah, to be out in the woods and think you're by yourself and then oh just all of a sudden hear like a, a ringtone. Yeah, and then like hear that it's like silenced immediately. Oh! And then just like someone running after you clinking chains or a knife. <laughs> no. Yeah, I'm going to cry. Too much to bear. This one comes to us from Heidi. Hi, Nat and Allie. I've been a longtime passive listener. I started listening in 2019, and I've become a much more active listener given the whole coronavirus situation. I ended up binging all of the episodes, and I'm all caught up. LGH is great to listen to during work. This podcast is the only one that I can listen to. No other one slapped the same way. I have tons of spooky stories from childhood to adulthood, so I'll try to tell you a few, and if y'all ever want more, let me know. I'm so sorry this is so long, but like I said, I have a ton of stories, and I like to give as much detail as possible. To preface all of this, I tried the Raycon test, mentioned a few episodes mentioned in a few episodes where you picture your childhood home. Instead of seeing family or strangers or pets in the home, I saw a dark black figure with bright white eyes. What? My guess is that this is one of my attachments. I've been able to sense it since I was very young. Whoever or whatever it likes to hang around, especially when I sleep or I try to go to sleep, I've seen and felt it staring at me almost every night since I was a kid. I know there are a couple others that hang around, and I'll get to that, but they aren't as active. Some more context, I was born in Ohio, which is haunted AF, and I have so (laughs) many stories from Ohio. Now I live in Florida, which is also pretty haunted. All right, so here goes some stories. Number one, the first experience I had with ghosts and spirits was when I was three to four years old at the first house I lived in. As many kids do, I hated sleeping alone in my room, and I would sleep with my parents nearly every night. One reason I couldn't sleep, one night I couldn't sleep, I looked out into our tiny hallway and I saw someone standing in the dark. They were taller, but for whatever reason, I assumed it was a little girl like me. I called out to her and I got no answer. Then, being scared, I closed my eyes. When I reopened them, she was gone. The next day, according to my mom, I told my mom I wanted to play with the little girl. My mom had no idea what I was talking about, especially since I was an only child at the time. I explained that I wanted to play with the little girl from the hallway. That obviously scared the shit out of my mom. The next few stories are from the second house I lived in, which was also in Ohio. First, I'll give some context about our house. The house was relatively new, built in the 70s or 80s, so not old by any means. Nothing too sus happened there to our knowledge, although one of the people who lived in the house went to prison for murder or attempted murder. What? He stabbed some dude who was banging his girlfriend. Not sure if the guy died. What? At one point, the hauntings got so bad, like every day to the point where my sister and I were terrified. And we had to perform multiple cleansings with holy water, sage, prayers, chants, and salt rings. We even had a family friend who was a medium who said that there were people following us. She pointed out that I had it the worst. Lots of spirits of various ages latched onto me, most specifically an old lady. 
some shared experiences from everyone in the house include hearing people walking around upstairs or walking and running up the stairs in the middle of the night while they're home alone or everyone else was asleep to seeing dark figures walking and running around. Also, items being set down and then vanishing into thin air, disembodied voices, damaged items, including a pair of my underwear with the entire crotch ripped out. What the Pervert fuck? ghost, etc. Dude, one of your roommates was for sure. Dogs do that sometimes. Oh, that's true. Did she have a dog? Did she mention? She does now. <laughs> <laughs> Two. This one is from my parents' experiences within the house. with the thought that it's like one of her roommates like she's like okay when i go out to the store i have to lock up my drawers because joe will come in my room and like eat the crotches out of my dirty underwear wow okay this one comes from my parents experiences within the house my parents bed would shake almost every night okay i can't continue is she saying her parents bed is shaking every night like i've got some news for you Not like a whole little wiggle, but like someone grabbed the end of the mattress and shook it as hard as possible. Both of my parents thought the other was doing it. At one point, my mom finally told my dad to cut it out. He said he thought she was doing the shaking thing, but it turns out that neither of them were. One night while my dad was away on a work-related trip, I was lying in their bed and my mom, she hadn't slept alone since she got married to my dad in the 90s. While lying there, the bed started shaking hard. Just a quick shake here and there. Other things would happen in their room. My dad would get poked from below the bed and would often get touched throughout the night. My mom told the ghost to fuck off after one night it tried shutting the door while she was in bed alone and another time where it climbed into bed with her. No. Worst thing was when one of the spirits broke the bedroom window. The window had been broken from the inside of the house and it had a huge crack like someone had hit it with a baseball, which was impossible given how high up the window was and the fact that it had been broken from the inside. Back to me and my experiences. I've had insomnia since I was a child. I would often stay up late at night or wake up at the early hours and be unable to sleep. So I've read books to pass the time. One night, there were people outside our house arguing over something, which was uncommon since we lived in the suburbs. Out of nowhere, clear as day, I heard a little girl call out like she was in my bedroom. She kept saying, Mommy? Mommy? No. Where are you? I'm scared. This scared me, but I remember saying, Don't worry. It's okay. I don't know who I was talking to, but I was hoping that I could help. I heard her crying for a little, but eventually she stopped. I have so many haunted memories from that house, which isn't even funny. I'll definitely be willing to share later. Now that I'm living in Florida, the hauntings haven't been as common. I can still feel and sense presences, and sometimes I'll have visitors in my dreams, deceased relatives, and random spirits. The dreams have a very specific feeling to them. I'm not allowed to share these stories with my boyfriend because he's afraid it'll end up with his back snapped in half like in paranormal activity. Fun fact, one night while I was sleeping over at his place, he woke up and felt me in his bed but forgot I was there, so he ran out of the room. He was waking me up and scaring the shit out of me in the process. Then he ran back into the room, grabbed my face, and said, I'm sorry, don't be scared. I thought you were a demon, so I went to get my roommate's gun. I still make fun of him about this because I'm not sure how you can forget another person in your bed, and also you can't shoot a a demon. Anyway, sorry that this was so long. As I said, if y'all ever read this and want to hear more stories, let me know. Keep up the great work. Stay haunted. Heidi. Heidi. What the fuck, Heidi? That's a lot. So much haunted shit. Also, okay, this just makes me think that there is a pervert ghost, which I believe is normally a demon, right? 
Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the fact that they're like doing weird stuff in your parent, like trying to shake their bed, touching and, your like, dad at night, poking him from underneath the bed, uh, eating the crotch out of your underwear. Ew, that scares me to think of a demon doing that shit. That is so fucking creepy. I hate it. I hate everything about it. Um, wow. Those were all super fucking haunted. I don't even know what to say. Natalia, do you have one that stands out to you? Yeah, I, for some reason, maybe because it was just so well written, the one where they're, the grand, like, their auntie has, like, this big house where, like, part of it's locked up and um, they're always wondering, like, why that part's locked up. And then finally one day they get to go in there and it's where their grandmother had lived, uh, hadn't been touched since she died 10 years ago. They go in her room, like, all of her fucking shit is like still there <laughs> and then there's like a basement that's locked as well and the auntie unlocks the basement and then just like dips the <laughs> fuck out or and and like won't even go near that part of the house and she crawls down there on crutches and she like puts her hand on the chain to do the light bulb as soon as she pulls the light bulb she hasn't even let go of the chain yet like a bunch of like rakes and brooms <laughs> just like fall off yeah like a domino effect yeah towards her like it sounds like they were being thrown at her yeah you know and then her and her brother are like fuck this she drops one of her crutches she literally has to like crawl back up the stairs is terrified goes upstairs tells her dad what happened the dad goes downstairs nothing weird happened to him and he says her crutch was at the top of the door and now the alien that was just sitting on our table the alien plushie someone sent us just yeah, just passed off. out in distress yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that one was super fucking haunted i also really liked the suicide song story i think that's cool i like hearing like old 1930s like yeah music it also then, made me feel really strong because like i heard it and i was like no this has no effect on me yeah like i'm uninfluencable like you know how there's yeah. like influencers they don't work on me i'm an uninfluencer yeah Whoa. exactly Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> i also really liked the brazilian <laughs> i also really liked the brazilian story with isadora um, where she was talking about how like she's just on her Airbnb balcony drinking, looks up and there's just a random person. Yeah, and just realizes that that the Airbnb she's been lured into is literally just filming her. Oh my god, that was scary. That was really scary, you guys. Someone just banged on the wall. Yeah. Um. Also, we never acknowledged that short story I read where the person was hiding under a blanket and just saw a curly-haired ghost walk by. <laughs> like, we just kind of ignored that, but that's pretty fucking haunted. Because I feel like these stories, they usually, like, they, like, crescendo up to something. So you're kind of, like, trying to hold your reaction right. until the end. And so sometimes whatever happened in the beginning of the story gets, like, combed over. The, yeah, 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 lost in the shuffle. Um, also a, uh, ghost demon dog that shoes your underwear man that is muscular and wearing a gimp suit possibly. Oh, right. Yeah. All of these very haunted. You guys, we are actually almost completely all the way through all of the listener stories from 2019 and 2020. Um, I think next year when we come back with our very first listener story of the year, we will be into the 2021 stories. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for staying with us all this time. Um, we love hearing your feedback. Uh, at first I wasn't open to it. Now I will, <laughs> I'll be keeping open mind. I don't have to like it, but I at least will like allow it to be, to be said, you know? 
very good very <laughs> very well um and if you guys have any haunted stories you'd like to send in you can do so by emailing let's get haunted pod at gmail.com just be aware that it does take us a while to get to those um get to your stories yeah because we like to go in the order that they were received so that everyone has a chance to hear their story read live on air mm-hmm. we will only not read a story if like it it's seems super racist. yeah if it's like racist it has or hate. problematic if yeah. it's hateful then we won't read it um and that's only ever happened like i think once or twice i don't even think that's ever happened really yeah i don't i feel like was there one that was cut i don't remember i could be making this up maybe i had a nightmare um but <laughs> a pr nightmare a pr nightmare um but yeah go ahead and email us we love hearing from you guys and again if you want to send us your fan mail we love opening it and we put it on display very proudly yeah you guys and buy some merch um get ready to come back what when can they expect us back so we are going to be back the very first wednesday of february but stay tuned because we still have our bonus episode coming and then we take january off and then we'll be back first wednesday of february wow wow thank you guys so much it really means so much to us that you've stuck with us for this long natalia do you want to do our sign off uh yeah brb gotta go close off half of my living quarters and lock them up under key explain to no one why i'm doing it and then open them up 10 years later for my grandchildren to go through while i shuffle off without any explanation as to why i will not continue into the locked part of my home that i live at and that's your right as an american (laughs) Bye. bye